everyone, and welcome to episode 233 of Fans of Power. I am Joe Majo Lakamato, and I'm here with my partners in crime, Tyler Angry Guy Baker and Dreamy Nathan Kennedy. So uh, that's coming from one of our fans, little Ivy Gotabed. That's that's what she said. I guess I uh, found that out from her dad. She said that's what she's given us nicknames. I'm Majolock. Tyler is the ang- is Angry Guy, and Nathan's Dreamy, I guess. So Nathan's Dreamy. <laughs> Yeah, I, you guys, you guys can't see it. They can at home. I'm sure Joe can on the the delay. But I'm like trying to, you know, mm. I should have had like a buttoned up shirt with like fake chest hair just sticking out of it, some machismo or something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe like maybe like some lip gloss because that's how they do it, like the teeny bop guys. They always have like lip gloss on the lips or some shit like that. Yeah, right? that's, that's what girls are into. The most feminine looking guys are the most dreamy guys. Hey, what are you trying to say? You're trying to, whatever. He, he's uh, he's just jealous. That's that's all. No, 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 no. That's cool. But I feel like if Nathan's gonna add all his stuff, he needs to like go all like full on teeny bop. You know, he's got to you know look all dreamy and just a little bit of you know blush. Look, look like, lip gloss. And I like shit the like lip that. gloss thing though. Yeah, that's, that's you're right. They're always doing the <laughs> lip gloss thing, trying to shine up the lip. When I see that, I'm thinking like I got some chapstick. I got chapstick right here. Is that does that work? But but caking on good to where like when you like look into this light like it just shimmers off your lips there you know yeah I give one of those stupid like selfie looks or duck lips what is that is it oh god lips? like I, oh, I yeah, just, I'm it, glad that's a thing that went away that and then put a filter over your face so you look like all like cherub and cute and all that you shit you know that... you know what one thing I do wish I I I don't know how it, it stuck around this song, but the fact that anytime there are three girls and they're taking a picture together, they always have to do that Charlie's Angels pose. I'm like, why, why, why? Every time, <laughs> it's like, see. all right, that was fine twenty years ago, even longer than that when the show was popular, or like when the the reboot movie thing came out. Around the early two mm-hmm. thousands, is that what they're pretty much like paying homage to? Is the know. is the Cameron Diaz movies, or they're like they're going old school and like they legitimately like Charlie's Angels, or they think it's cool to wear shirts and say, "Oh, I like Charlie's Angels." So, what about? Do you think? Did you like the second episode? Huh? You know the the fake fandom that goes on so much within our popular culture from comics and movies and TV shows, where it's cool to wear the shit and act the shit and pose it, but you know. They're really their fandom is about as uh, deep as a kiddie pool. Uh, you know, it's you, just yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know. I was never into Charlie's. Angel, Do you guys though. find that it all insulting? Like, you know, about, and I'm not talking about just what he man, but just with anything that you guys are really into, and you you they're wearing like Nathan may see a guy who's wearing kind of a. Uh, like a kind of inside joke wrestling shirt. Nathan was like, so, so you know, you you like that guy? Like, Ooh. yeah, you get uh, like you get excited yeah. for a second, and the instant you start with that conversation, you immediately pick up on it's like, oh, all right, they just got this as a shirt. They're not, yeah. they're not looking at it the same. I, I mean, yeah, but it it happens across every like everything. Especially, I feel like the, I mean, yeah, obviously there's a lot because the online community kind of like you know makes it aware, but. It's like when you're in person, you see someone wearing, you know, something or something that's like, oh, that's cool. A lot of times, you, if you try to carry on a conversation, they're like a deer in hellas because they're like Jaws. Like <laughs> I, know, I, I just I, thought this shit looked cool at Target. No, like, what do you mean? There's four Jaws movies. The, 
the perfect example for me is at my uh, other job prior to the, the one that I was working at most recently. There was this girl wearing, uh, no, I was wearing my Raphael Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirt. And she's like, oh, I like the Ninja Turtles. And she starts like talking about it a little bit. And I'm like, all right, right on, whatever. And then uh, she's like, yeah, uh, Splinter, the villain. I was like, what? No, no, get out of here. <laughs> it, I immediately like called her out on it. I was like, no, that's that's not his name. Why are you even... It, don't sit here and tell me that you love it and then just immediately get the base villain name incorrect. It just doesn't... Nope. I have no patience for that. I feel like when 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 the bulk of your, your interest in hobbies is in the, this fantasy mythology from, you know, superheroes, movies, comic books wrestling you know 80s toy mythology stuff like that like i I just feel like you know what i i have no tolerance for people's lack of genuine fandom like it's okay to be a casual fan but if you're gonna wear the stuff like i don't honestly feel like you you better be prepared for someone to ask you about it in terms of like if you're gonna wear a superman shirt know who brainiac is if you're gonna wear a batman shirt I better not just hear, oh, because Joker, because he's just so damn cool, because he's on damn near everything, because that's the only super villain. Yeah. They know it's attached to Batman other than, than Harley Quinn. Yeah. You know, the only I thing just, I think uh, I ever experienced was one time going into Hot Topic, my place to go. Yeah. And oh, well, of course, you're going to find the biggest were... posers in there. Yeah. And one of the girls that worked there, because I came in looking for some new Friday the 13th shirts, she was wearing a Nightmare on Elm Street shirt. But. It was from the new Nightmare on Elm Street. But I like to always engage. And I was like, oh, I was looking for some, you know, Friday 13 shirts. I said, oh, I got Nightmare on Elm Street shirt. I was like, oh, what was your favorite Nightmare on Elm Street? And she was like, well, this one. I was like, yeah, but, you know, the originals. She's like, I've never seen any of them. And it's like, just the interest goes, how have you never seen any of the original Nightmare on Elm Streets? That's your fandom? Is that version? I was like, dear God, See, you poor thing. You know, things like that, like the CDC should have put in the social distancing guidelines like years ago. It's like, well, you, you like, you like <laughs> yeah. that movie? All right, stay at least six feet from me. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I, I wish I could have those credentials that when people meet me, like th- then there's like this roster of stats and and things like like if you claim to like this this comic book or these movies, like you know, don't tell me that you're a big fan of you know I don't know Van Damme films and you've never seen Bloodsport. You know, you just saw them and. I don't know, some bullshit, but, you know, straight to video. But or hey, something. you know, like, uh, the funny thing about this is, hey, here we go, raise hands. I'm I'm the third guy on this podcast, and I don't know hardly, so when we get to the character spotlight on Whiplash, I'm not going to be able to say as much or give you as much, so how ironic is that, you know? But it'll still be know, good but, to hear see, what you have to thing. say. You're not going to try and pretend. No. It's not no. like, you're, you know, we caught you wearing a Whiplash shirt. Right. And you're like, oh, dude, what's your favorite? What, uh, what, uh, um... Uh, and then we have to reboot you because you pretty much just shut down. Right. Um, I, so I think, no, it's you. You own it, I, and, and I. Well, I think res- in terms of the pop culture spectrum, I think that wrestling is probably the the biggest offender of all of this because you can any anyone can. And this has happened plenty of times. I start talking to somebody, they start using some of the the insider, not so much anymore terminology, and I'm like, all right, they kind of see what's going on but then they'll say something that just like slips it and breaks it all down i'm like okay they just watch raw and smackdown they're not like they don't really see what's coming next or whatever it's still fresh to them or 
they're like, this guy's okay. And I'm like, really? Like, tell me why. And then when they go to explain, I was like, nah, that, that's not it. We're done here. Yeah. And I just walk away. <laughs> and our side rants usually happen later in the show. We started off with one, but that's good. Yeah. That's what's cool about it. But uh, uh, well, just, before we I get into think about that, when I see stuff like that, I, I just, uh, sometimes I hesitate to even, you know, if someone's wearing a shirt of a movie or something like that, I like to like, hey, cool shirt, you know, but I'm like, do I dare ask them? Yeah, I, yeah, most I, of the time I it doesn't end good. Because I, I was wearing uh, my Cobra mask at work the other day, and a guy stopped me and said, I love your mask, dude. Where'd you get it? And I told him where. And he starts asking me, you hear about the new G.I. Joe line? Like, I wouldn't freeze mine if I'm, I could have been like, there's a new G.I. Joe line? Like, I thought that died off back in then their 80s or some shit like that. You know, it's it just, um, it, it was cool. Like, I know I, I went right on. It was just like, you know. It's it's what you, what you'd expect if someone asked you about that you you kind of hope that you can carry on a conversation. If someone were to wear a He-Man shirt, which chances are in this area, if they're wearing a He-Man shirt, it's probably just it's probably it's something. It's probably just me or you. <laughs> That's about well, it. Well, no, I've oh, seen it's, a few people, it'll probably say like, so. Like, it, it, it would be something where Walmart had a, a He-Man shirt in stock. It's probably more than likely has a dumb saying. Oh, yeah, I see where you're getting at with that. Yeah, I, I've seen it a couple of times where if they're wearing He-Man. There was a guy that came, two guys came to the gym wearing these shitty He-Man shirts. And I so wanted to slap the shit out of both of them. And some guy at the Hillsville Flea Market was wearing the Skeletor. Like, which if you looked up any, Joe, did you do that shirt? Was it? You're accusing me of shitty shirts? What was this? I uh, well, because I know how you like your... Joe, Joe's already mm-hmm. tuned out. He's like, Tyler's been talking about this too long. He's already like, what? Hello? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what, Joe's, Joe's you said a Skeletor? Like what? What did it look you know, like? Skeletor with the, with the guitar. It's called Skeletor. You know, oh. you know, as if like it's a concert promo kind of thing. No, no, I didn't make that one. No, didn't okay. do that. All right. I All like right, how cool. they associate me with craziness. Like you and your crazy crossovers, Joe. But no, not that. But before we get into these topics, I'll say hello to the people in the chat room, and then we'll start off with whichever you want to do, Tyler. But here we go. Jaime Myra's, uh, Spider Rat, Adam Gabbard, Zen Brown. Papa Hood 69 Grimbot, Spikes here, Aaron Voorhees, uh, Darth Baca. I know I should hit the one thing, Nathan, and you could tell what I'm doing. Jason Havlick, Zamir uh, Abaddon, shut up. Um, <laughs> Febmon, I think I said Febmon. Uh, and uh, I think I got everybody. Yeah, I always forget to click that damn button, Nathan. Jesus, sue me. I always forget to hit the button that says who's sue here live. But, but yeah, but I think I got everybody. So thank you all for joining us. And now we'll get into some topics. And Tyler, I don't know if you want to start off with the character spotlight or the commentary. I don't know. Uh, well, what is what do people in the chat room feel like? What do you you guys want to hear a commentary first? You guys want to hear a, a discussion of whiplash? The last one we did was cr- around Christmas, maybe five years ago. Well, let's see who's going to pop. Well, it's usually a 30-second delay, so we'll see if they want to do the spotlight well, first. How did everything go, how did everything go last week? Um, you guys have a good good episode and good times? And... Oh, it's always, yeah. it's always fun. It's all, it, it's yeah, fun. it's always fun skimming through those magazines. Joe, of course, didn't have oh. anything uh, written in there, and he had a couple pages tore right. out. But uh, Yeah, it yeah it tore out because it was the uh, create a character contest thing. And yes, I missed you, Zentron. Sorry about that. But yeah, I went through the whole magazine. I was like, Nathan, when we get to one part of this magazine... I ain't gonna have any pages, and you'll find out why. And when he came to it, it was a character, uh, create a character contest. Uh, and, I was like, yeah, and, I, did do, I, I remember. Okay. And we, there, there was a, a guy that wrote to the magazine that said, I think I might be too old to, to to be watching this right now. And he was 15 at the time. I'm like, yeah, 
And writing into He-Man. He's writing to He-Man like he existed back in the magazine, so we gave that guy shit. And then there was but, uh, the other guy, yeah, that, the, he, the He-Man uh, of the, the issue. He saved a baby, was real, saved a baby deer, and I thought it was fake as shit, and it turns out it was a real thing that actually happened, and that was disappointing. Yeah, JSP actually linked it. I was like, unreal, <laughs> that really did happen. So, uh, oh, shit. I, I, so everybody, basically, we got a 50-50 with commentary and whiplash. I'm, so, I'm uh, kind of seeing a little more whiplash than I am commentary. Whiplash? All right, let's start with Whiplash then. We'll there have we Tyler's. Yeah, yeah, you guys can go ahead and talk about that. I'll, I'll give very little input. Uh, I, I will say it, it's kind of interesting with a lot of these characters because I decided to look. Because I haven't seen a lot of Whiplash because I haven't just sat and watched every single episode. But he only appears in 12 episodes that I'm seeing here. And in the grand scheme of things, that's not a whole lot. And I imagine in most of these whiplash didn't take like a big focal point it was just more of a background character so what what huey did but you're right background character and a lot but uh or, or like the you know essential right hand henchman of the episode like you know there's there's some that he's he's clearly playing skeletor's henchman but he's a prominent henchman he's not just uh kind of filling out the panning shot of, of like skeletor's is talking to his evil warriors and Merman's the only one that says something, but then you got Beastman, Cobra Khan, and Whiplash just standing there, you know, kind of filling. Like he even does something here in in the Shadow of Skeletor, like you said, he does more than just stand. So even oh yeah, 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 it's um, which when I saw this episode, Shadow, it was on that that tape that had the five episodes, which had uh the betrayal of Stratos, which that was the first time I saw Whiplash in an episode, followed by Ice Age Cometh. And then Disappearing Dragons, Shadow Skeletor, and the Arena. So at that time when I saw it, it was three episodes that I never saw anywhere else that had Whiplash. It, just, I lost, it was incredible to see him used so prominently. Three out of five episodes, I thought he was, you know, even though he's he's not the sole, like like in Betrayal of Stress, he's pretty much like the quintessential villain of that episode. But he was portrayed very confidently and as someone who wasn't afraid to tangle with He-Man one-on-one even though he gets his ass kicked but it's, it was cool to like seem like you know not the bumbling buffoon just yet you know at the beginning of season two he's given a lot of some good um some good material to play around with you know and the the perception of him as, as a kid you know was the clash of arms mini comic where you just see him at the end because I, I i i'm having a bit of a moment here but as i as i can recall I think Whiplash had very, very few appearances in the mini comics as yeah, well. I think he was like in the, two others, wasn't he? He was in, in Man- uh, and he was in the uh, Mantana, Mantana or Leech mini comic, I think. Mantana, Mantana, Mantana yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah, and it wasn't prominent. You're right. Clash of Arms, at least in my opinion, is the quintessential version and uh, version of, of Whiplash that I think was the best because that was the one where he was the most menacing, just ass kicking. It's like you would not want to face this out of all the other villains like you know don't get me wrong yes they're all intimidating but they made him like the spotlight they, the, they made him the you know, goro he was like the goro of the the lineup yeah. of villains and, and basically yeah. like you figure i mean he would have killed fisto if it wasn't for him and that's the impression you got his kids like my god he wouldn't have stopped he wouldn't have won i mean he would have won he would just kept going and in the cartoons i like seeing him because i liked I like the way his voice sounded. I mean, he seemed so sinister and sneaky and evil. I felt evil. I didn't get bumbling feelings from, you know, seeing him in the cartoon. But I admit, when he, like in Trouble in Trolla. Oh, in, God. It's, <laughs> that, that's the I worst example you could bring up. And that's what I'm bringing it up. That's why I'm bringing it up. I don't get 
the whole wizard aspect. Like, when did this whole thing about magic and wonder? It felt like it was out of place. Like, why would Whiplash be wanting to learn magic? It seems so out of character for him, and was strange. You know, to be learning that from Snoob. So that one, I don't know about. Like I said, Tyler, that to me was his weirdest. I guess version or, or or character you know characteristic that didn't make sense i was like yeah, I that's, understand that's by that. far the worst episode like he's been in worse episodes overall but that's by far like the one that he was treated with, like the most poorly like here those skeletons everywhere is a absolute shitty episode it is shit but he's not portrayed he's just skeletal henchman in that episode but yeah it it's it's almost as if like they had the script written with, with the Snoop character and going back to Trolla and that there's a villain pulling the, the strings and kind of pushing Snoop to um, to go against the council and everything. And it's like, well, insert this new this new toy that we got coming. Or you know, it's just you just kind of felt like it was shoehorned in. Did James ever mention if maybe it was supposed to be another character? Because it seemed out of place. Very uh, honestly, place. like that's. I mean, there. I haven't looked at the facts for all the episodes because that's one episode I didn't give two shits about. You know, that was linked with that Skeletor's Revenge VHS tape that I was so bummed out when I saw it because of the narration leading up to that episode. And you're like, oh my god! Not only was Skeletor not in it, but it was a shitty portrayal of Whiplash. So, <laughs> yeah. I, if it is, I wouldn't know because it didn't bother to look it up. Okay. Because no, it yeah. sucks. Well, it's terrible. Uh, speaking of yeah. wanting to push the the figure out there, in terms of playtime with Whiplash, when you guys had him, did you book him pretty strong during your your oh, your, your yeah. playtime, or was he kind of sat off oh, to yeah. the side? No, oh, no, no, he was one that I still had my, his, the uh, the back end, the upper back end of his tail is there's a, a tear in it because yeah, I mean he was he was yeah. used a lot because I, I just yeah. liked whipping the tail around. I usually uh-huh. pull it over his head sometimes just to be silly, just as I'm just kind of, I would have one figure in my hand and just kind of would tinker around and just be silly with it. But he was used prominently because I, I mean, he was, um, well, I, honestly, outside of Joe shitting on Stratos, like, I, 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 I look at the entire roster of the villains, and no matter what faction you like the most, Snake Men, Horde, or the Evil Warriors. There's not a weak link that I could, I could see any kid unless they had to come out and tell me. Oh, I thought Stinker was stupid, or I thought Jitsu was stupid, or, or whatever. Then I'm, I'm like, how do you look at any of these guys and say that you know they're the ones who are always going to get their ass kicked, you know, by He-Man or Fisto or Clan Champ or whatever the case may be? I just uh, that's just not how I saw them. Now we know there was tons of kids who were probably destructive with their toys, yeah. which I didn't want to know kids like that. The guys that would take BB guns to their toys and let their dogs chew on yep. them for fun and, and then, shit like and, that, then like go, and, and then go and then go to the flea market. 25 years later and try to sell them well over yeah over for 50 dollars a piece yeah. with a bunch of beat up lgn re- wwf wrestling yeah figures, it's like, it's like skid you, marks all well, over well them. you can't even tell who some of them are because the paint's just completely chipped away i can tell by the molding <laughs> and I, most of the time you would go there and it's like well all right here's uh george animal steel here's uh jesse ventura and here's macho man those are like and big john stud those were like the common Paul ones another one i see yeah kind of always beat the shit yeah. and jyd as well those were like the common yeah. ones yep. that I would always see be, beat all to hell. 
I haven't looked at my whiplash in a while. I mean, he's up on the shelf. I don't want to check, but I just remember doing the waist feature, just pulling and making his, you know, tail snap and hitting the figures. But I don't know if I ever grabbed him by it to do it. But yeah, because like people in the chat room, you know, Gary Buchanan and I hate ignorance. I mean, they're here as well. And I think some of them were saying that almost all whiplashes seem like they have that rip, like you were saying, Tyler. Almost oh, all okay. of them have well, that. I'm, I'm glad to know yeah. I wasn't alone. I guess it's just. You know, a lot of that stuff, and I'm sure there's probably like a common denominator with a lot of the figures that they, you know, based on how much play play use they got or play time they were given, there's going to be a common malfunction or, or, or... Did you ever take the armors off yours? Because I didn't do that that swamping and ripping off. I've no, seen I... so many people that show that first, not only the armor, the one that kills me, Tyler, is King Randor. I, as a kid, never even knew the crown could pop off. You don't believe the amount either. of people yeah, the amount of people that had these, you know, crownless Randors. Like, what the hell did you guys do with your toys? Like you said, I would never bash the hell out of them, but yeah, people BB gunning them, popping them with firecrackers. Like, good god! I mean, it's just a bunch of damn savages and animals with their toys. I mean, I, I, I have no idea how my my I lost my He-Man armor, you know, the 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 the, the harness as a mm-hmm. kid. So probably from '88 and on. I just envisioned this was He-Man, the live-action movie, where his, his power harness is gone. Uh. By so, and, and I lost his power sword in Axe and Shield, so his power sword was Fisto's sword. Uh, make know, any whip so. marks on his back or something then? Too, I, I would try, try to do something, because I had Blade, which I still have my childhood Blade up here. Yeah. Actually, it's over here. I have it. Uh, oh, it's right here. This is, okay. this is the Blade I had as a kid. He's quite, as you can see. Got a lot of but that's use. Cool. You see how scuffed up he is there. That's called character there. That's called character. Yes, it is. I adored this figure, but uh, that was I, – I wouldn't have to improvise. If I was missing stuff, I found ways to work around it. But, uh, you know, I, I just – when you see what happens to so many of the figures that you see at flea markets and dump bins and stuff, you just think – what bastard kid was you – know, what, what were they thinking playing with these toys? Because I – when you, when you, you think of children – that would play with their action figures like this, like rocks. Yeah. You're like, what are you doing, right. moron? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't do that either. Most of the time it was just kind of like how you'd see in the commercials of trying to just set them up and use the action feature, but still trying yeah. to be as gentle as I could. Yeah, those those kids that like did that, I guess they just too many paint chips or something. I, I don't know. Like I, I it's funny. Yeah, well, it's funny that all by... it's funny that all three of us uh, took care of our toys the pretty much the same way i was more of like play with them a little bit but i always just enjoyed displaying them and having them on the shelf and just looking at them i like just looking at them I'm like i don't have to play with these i think we knew we probably weren't going to get more than one like there was some rotten kids like i always tell you i didn't watch gi joe i didn't collect the toys but there was one kid in the neighborhood that had a whole bunch of gi joes and he was a spoiled little sucker. And he was one that would bash and smash him. I remember him crying to his mom one time that, he, you know, when his figures are broke, I'll get you another one, honey. You know, that kind of crap. Like, oh, those kind of kids. They could just smash wherever the hell, go cry to mommy and daddy, get more. It's like, that's not how it is in most families. <laughs> I, no, and I, 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 I pardon me, I mean, because I spent so much of my childhood, like, in my mind, like, wishing I had had certain He-Man characters, certain G.I. Joe, Thundercats, Turtle characters. Brave Star Bond, the list goes on and on and on. And I'm glad I didn't get all of them because it, I mean, it, it, it made me hungry for the angry asshole you guys see today. It's, it's because I didn't get to have all of those. So it left me constantly wanting more. Why I never, sure. I gave up on any of this stuff. And, um, you know, I didn't know too many kids that, that had like tons of stuff. I knew a, a couple, like maybe less than a handful of those kids that might 
some people might label them as they got everything. Um, yep. But I was that kid. That, that wasn't by design. That's just how my parents were. They're like, Christmas is coming, oh, yeah, Christmas yeah, is coming up. I see this entire line of uh, Batman figures from the 89 movie. Better get the Batcave, all the vehicles, all the figures. Here you go. It's all under the tree complete uh batmobile to sit in oh yeah the, the battery powered batmobile uh the peewee's playhouse figures got got the peewee's playhouse all the figures all in one go they were like yeah merry christmas and of course you still have them all yeah you still oh, have yeah. them all you oh, still yeah. have all the boxes and- yeah if i had known nathan when we were kids he definitely would have been like the guy that i definitely knew got everything because i i there were people that i knew that that had stuff that i didn't have but I wouldn't have put labeled them as like they got everything. Like there was there were certain kids I knew from daycare into elementary school that had a variety of toys that I always wanted, but it wasn't by the masses. It was just a, you know a He-Man character here, a GI Joe there, and I, I meet Nathan, and I find out that not only has he got all this stuff, but his parents kept all the boxes. Which is absolutely unheard of. Well, I, I, no, I, um, well, to be fair, it was mostly just the boxes for like vehicles and play sets. Now there were a few. But st- that's what I'm yeah. saying, though. That's unheard of. Wait, what do you mean? You still have all the card backs too. You went through that one little thing where you show them, look at that, all the card backs that, for every well, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle you had, yeah, all that, the police academies or whatever. But but that that wasn't like everybody. Those were just like occasional ones that, for some reason, that we just we kept those. Uh, but yeah, the the boxes, especially for all the turtle vehicles, and uh, I may not have kept the stuff from GI Joe. I don't. I don't know. I know you kept some of the Batman yeah. '89. Oh movie no, stuff. yeah, like got, uh, yeah, like... I got all of that for sure. Yeah, got the, God, got the Ghostbuster Firehouse box, <sighs> which is a work of art in itself. Yeah. Matt Hilton, my my best friend from childhood, had had that, and that was the first time I saw anybody still had. Because I didn't know anybody who had the firehouse. If I'd have known Nathan then too, like he's got the box and the firehouse, and then I would have pulled a Keanu Reeves right there in front of him. <laughs> just uh, you know, it, it's it would have been unbelievable. To, and then and then Joe, if I'd have known Joe, Joe had the attorney playset. I had no idea that thing even existed uh, until the early days of the internet. Because when I actually got to see a picture of it, so Joe Joe probably would have been another guy. I'm like, <gasps> and then it's weird yeah, right when there's stuff that you encounter that you. <laughs> that you don't have a clue that you know existed and and the other thing is like you know when we're talking about all the different things that kids had growing up behind my one friend that had the gi joe there was the other friend that had every transformer what's cool though about at least it seemed like with me i don't know how all kids are i know sometimes kids like you know he-man's better gi joe's better whatever we never got that vibe it's like we all loved going to each other's house to experience the world of he-man the world of gi joe and the the transformers I i used to be in awe of the transformers those i was like god damn i mean just omega supreme and all this other shit he had and i remember i'm sitting there trying to transform one of the things like i don't know what the fuck yeah, I'm doing. I felt it's, so it's, those things yeah, are complicated away from transformers it's so yeah. too much time to transform like i want to get down and fight and kick ass i'm like hang on a sec and then 30 minutes later okay megatron i'm ready to beat your ass you know, with, with, uh, i guess we were, we were just dumb kids we, we didn't know how to do it uh, I, I still i can't transform a transformer to save my yeah. life if, I, if someone had a gun to my head Pull the trigger, because I'm not going to be able to successfully transform Starscream. It'd be, it, it ain't happening. It'd be like that scene in Swordfish when Hugh Jackman's trying to, like... Yeah. Uh, well, He's getting a blowjob from Helga, and John's yeah. like, oh, she's good, right? Yeah. Vinny Jones like... <laughs> and Tyler's sitting there trying to do a Transformers. I can tell you, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, if we were to do like a spoof on so many movies, that that, that would be, that would be it. it. Yeah, just yeah. do the scene from Swordfish. Yeah. Tyler's getting. Tyler... Nathan's got the John Travolta hair there with the, with the, the pencil stripe there. Yeah. Joe's got a gun to my head. It's like a super soaker and stick. And Joe's like, you know, he's Joe. You know, and some hot chicks give me a blowjob because I can't transform Starscream. Come on, Tyler, transform Starscream into his airplane mode. <laughs> Actually, Three, actually, two, it would too bad. You gotta die. It, it wouldn't be a super soaker <laughs> brand. Joe would just have like the knockoff from Dollar Tree. The knockoff from the Dollar Tree, yeah. or just the the, the, the little cheap plastic yeah. squirt guns. That doesn't even like, bear, like the water barely it goes be the, out of it. It's not the super soaker. It's it's the OK splasher I got from the Dollar Tree or something. Just a little bit. Does one squirt and that's all you get. Oh, gotta go fill it back up, guys. <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. And then Nathan just kind of shakes his head, just like, "Will uh, you do it already?" I mean, like, will you join us or not, Tyler? Oh Jesus! Yeah. Oh wait, you know what's funny? Talking about weird shit. Here, these are my versions. I just talked about this other day. These balls, my two balls here. Of Frank- oh, look at Joe's balls here, people. No, look at no, really. The Frankenstein and the soccer ball. These were my squirters at school when we'd have water gun day How that everybody that just had sitting there beside of you. I don't know. It's like it's like magic. No, that's weird. What are the thoughts? You guys are talking about squirting and, and guns and shit, and then I have these right here. But yeah, I would fill these up, put them in my pockets. Everybody else is using the squirt guns at school, and of course the t- you know teachers are confiscating them. But I'd put these right back in my pants right after I'd squirt, squirt, and they never found and, them. So yeah. And then like the there's still water dripping on it, and then it gets on your pants. It looks like you pissed yourself. If pissing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. Miles Davis. Yeah, there we go. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's right. How is, that, how is that just sitting beside of you, though? That just, that does, has that just always been there? Did it? You, well, but what's weird is you say somehow, and you've said this in multiple episodes, you're like, Joe, every time I bring up a fucking thing, somehow you yes. have it right next to you. What is possible? Is it like just you I, surround yourself with everybody thinking, okay, what might they talk about this week? Oh, there it is. There there it is. It's just called the biggest coincidence. I have no idea how that happened. Anyway. But it worked. Uh, back, back, the back to Whiplash. Now, I, I guess I'll move on and get your opinions on the 2000X version of Whiplash. We can talk about your, your thoughts, just initial thoughts on the figure and how you felt that Whiplash was portrayed in the cartoon. Well, figure-wise, I mean, I do love the figure. It's one that, in a way, see, this. like I said, I, I think with the uh, the freedom that the Four Horsemen had with that line, it's just, it's very eye-appealing, because it's not like always the same buck used over and over. I can only imagine what they would have did if they did a stash of Whiplash, but I enjoyed the figure. In the cartoon, I know he had at least a prominent, you know, one prominent episode where he did something where he was, like, very competent, and, you know, you find out about the Caligars. I, eh, you know, I guess it's okay. You know, we got Caligars, Billions, eh, interesting, but I like his big massiveness, the intimidation of it. I wish there could have been more of him as for speaking, not speaking, very few words spoken, I don't know. It's like, I felt like we could have got just a little more. I mean, he seemed so badass, but we didn't get as much as I guess I wanted. I'm not saying that it sucked, like, what we got of him, you know, with, you know, like you said, he's he's in, you know, some good amount of episodes, but one just where he has maybe a main role, but I don't know. I guess I was just hoping for more. I love his look, but I don't know. That might be just me. I'm not trying to, you know, piss on the MYP cartoon. But uh, it was okay for a little bit of what we got. I don't know about you, Tyler, but eh, I don't know. I was just wanting more, I guess. Um, I was really impressed with the two up that that when they when we saw like because I remember Whiplash was like one of the like he was one of the earlier like announcements too. Like I remember seeing pictures of it, 
and uh, and the magazines also. I thought he was so impressive. I felt like the new new face sculpt, the new new look. It was like a completely revamped uh, Whiplash, and I absolutely loved it. I, I thought it was just an amazing look. I thought the figure was was great too. Um, they definitely have him borderline brain dead in in the show, uh, just above Clawful. That seems like that, that that happened quite a bit with those guys. That take the big I, guys oops yeah yeah which i i honestly I, I just i've never understood why people who do animation have to make have to make the villains idiots like as if kids can appreciate that a hero has to beat you know these very intimidating villains like you know just because they're big why do they have to be dumb if they're small why isn't they can't be threatening like i think if a villain is going to be a villain they need to be portrayed as a very competent villain like not they don't have to be you know whiplash doesn't have to be as intelligent as skeletor but he ought to be seen as somebody that if he's there tearing up a village and he man sees him he better roll his sleeves up because i'm gonna we're gonna be brawling here you know it's not going to be a one and done thing he's going to come out with a couple of scrapes maybe a fat lip or something like that he will kick whiplash's ass but whiplash is gonna make it work for it I just feel like there is no room in this mythology. I don't care about the tropes of animation and all the other logic and reason they may have. Like, well, we, we got to have some comic relief in the show. You know, the, the, the kids need to see dumbasses. <laughs> you know, I no, I, I argue that tenfold because, you I, know, well, we don't like this. Well, no, oh, I was going to say there, there's a way to incorporate humor into a show and not beat you over the head with using their stupidity to get that point across does that make sense well oh yeah i mean if a good writer can can paint a scenario where a character that is very threatening very imposing and taken very seriously you can put them in a situation and go to good writing and, and not trying to make fun of the character but make fun of the situation they're in if it's done sparingly and tastefully and you're you're clearly not trying to you know, make a full uh, or, or take away the credibility of the villain, then yeah, there there is room for good humorous moments in certain movies and comic books and, and animated series. I mean, there are some moments in He-Man that I, I do find good, not because they wrote like witty, funny, humorous dialogue. It was just the situation was written like, okay, that that's that that's pretty neat. You know, like. He meant winking at the camera. Anybody want to buy a used bolo? Like it's quick and back, and we're right back to it. And the situation is dire again. It's not focused on like. Um, but I, I just, uh, you know, Whiplash. I, I, I'm kind of with Joe on that one. I feel like there was a lot more to be done with that character. Um, I don't know why NYP just felt the need to make him him and Clawful just such idiots. Beastman yeah, wasn't portrayed that confidently either. Right. I just, I never understand, like, the complete 180. How do you go from having them how they are in filmation, where they're very intelligent, sinister, cunning, know what they're doing, not like you said, morons. Then when you go to MYP, you do this vast improvement of, oh, my God, they look like badasses, which, yeah, they do. They got it right. But then you turn them into just oafs. It's like, and, and especially Clawful really got that treatment horribly. He's so dumb he can't understand his own language of clicks. I didn't get it. I was like, why do you do that? If anything, okay, let's say instead of making them oafs, just make them mute. They don't talk or something, but don't do what you did yeah, to them. I, I, I will always take a mute villain over someone who just embarrasses themselves and yeah. trips over their own damn words. I just, uh, 
and if I'm watching an action adventure show or whatever, like I don't want to see the villains be, you know, funny unless you're talking about a character that is introduced to us as someone who's a bit of a smart ass or someone that they were created as a, you know, a, uh, a snarky character who makes remarks and things like that. That's one thing. But for people to come along and take these characters that are already established and why people feel like they can just come along and just kind of reinvent these characters and, and, and dismiss filmation and give us the same old bullshit treatment. Oh, well, they were always portrayed silly back in the days because we all know they didn't actually take time to research. They just did a quick Google search in the YouTube clip. Oh, boy, stupid, gay as shit. If, and from their perspective, when I say that, um, you just kind of feel like, okay, I don't have to embrace this because you guys didn't take time to really provide any good care to these characters you know like when you're insulting these characters you're insulting us because this property didn't survive on its own it survived because of us if you're not going to treat it with the, the dignity that we give it why should we be any more respectful to your attempts at rejuvenating this franchise and that goes for anything i don't care what it is you know grown grown men and women have kept these properties alive all these years and we're always the ones that get made fun of or mocked or dismissed so quickly by the powers that be because even though we're, we're the consumers, we're the ones that kept it relevant and made people like, okay, well, people still like it. I guess we'll go back to the well and uh, and, and do it all over again. But if we have problems with how, how they're portraying it, we're just we're just a bunch of losers. We have no say. You know, people want the, the younger generation makes fun of us because we don't like change. You know, how dare you make whiplash into into this, you know, ice cube or meat with eyes, you know, like that, that's you need to learn to accept change. People, you guys are so stuck in your ways, guy. You know, it's <laughs> it. oh, but we've been doing it, like I said, even since we were kids. Remember, anytime there was something slightly different, we even did it then. It's called being passionate fan. You can you're entitled to your own taste, but you're right. It's like nowadays you can't say it without them wanting to chew into you. It's like you guys don't know. You just don't have the passion and no, love. And, and it's I, a love. I blame it's because they just love to have a cause for anything because that's what social media's turned into. It's it's to make people look like they're 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 a prophet or they're they're a savior of this cause. Then they move on to the next one that they don't really give two shits about. You know, yeah. it's um, I think Star Wars fans have every right to be passionate and bitter and upset about how their properties portrayed. Same thing with Transformers, G.I. Joe, Turtles, He-Man fans. Even if you, you got a, a finger or a, a foot in every one of these circles of fandom, you got every right to be pissed off or unhappy or the right to not feel like you have to settle for this. Well, like, sure. I mean, we've been doing come, it like said all well, the time. I think yep. Joe and I touched on it a little bit last week as well, that there's so many different sides to this whole thing because you also have the people too that love it so much. And even if it sucks, they're like, mm, it tastes like shit. Give me, give me another spoonful, you know? And, and that's when you kind of have to just, I, I don't know. The fandom's really weird that way. It gets frustrating. A lot of yeah, times. Yeah, have to well, speak yeah, up at time. That, that mentality, and I, I, I still feel like we've touched on this, God knows how many times, that if people feel like they don't like it, then because that's what a lot of companies will do. They will trash or can the property that they botched and blame it on the consumers because they're not going to be left with egg on their face. They're not going to admit that their portrayal is what pretty much shot it down. You know, it's if people aren't buying it, then they're not interested in it. And you often feel like, do companies ever 
recognize that that obviously if you got a franchise that that sells very well this incarnation did well this next one did not how do you determine they're tired of this property or that you know what you guys just shot yourself from both feet on this one and just gonna have to eat it you know but the corporations they're not i don't i don't see them going out of their way to probably admit that they I think we went a little too far with this incarnation of Captain America or whatever the case may be, and, you know. Well, I, I, I guess we'll see how that turns out for this property since, you know, you got that movie eventually at some point. Ha. Huh? Uh, I'm sorry. Look at this. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, the but, only uh, thing that I feel like is coming is one animated series. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that second one is probably, got, is probably lost in limbo at this point. Um, I just feel like Kevin Smith's awesome so metal show version of He Man of the Mass Universe is coming. That's the only thing I know. It's coming, and you know we'll we'll deal I with that. I do kind of wonder it, if if when that does show up, if people aren't as receptive to it because you know, Kevin Smith had a, a long line of coming out with something, and then uh, what was it? Uh, what was that movie he directed that had Tracy Morgan and Bruce Willis in it? Oh yeah, yeah. When out. that when that came out and the critics like trashed him, and and What's then he got movie? really defensive about it. Even even yeah. though the general consensus was, well, all right, it wasn't that great. I never heard of that movie. What'd you say Cop it was called? Out. Cop Out. Yeah. Cop Out. God, when did that he, come uh, out? That's uh, the that what early early twenty tens, mid two thousands, mid to late two really? thousands. I think he, he blames Bruce Willis for being very problematic. Which I mean, yeah, that he might be. But I also feel like you know. I've come to terms even before Kevin's with ever attached to this, and that's why I feel comfortable enough to say this. Kevin hasn't done anything that I I find very valid and very well done since Dogma. You know, when Clerks Two came out, I absolutely loved it, and then when it came out on home video, I realized this movie is nowhere near as good I as I thought it was. I know Nathan's Nathan. We I mean him have talked, but he still likes it. I don't. Um, and it's, it just feels like he's kind of lost his way and has not had it for a while. I feel like a lot of times he's kind of played up as like the poser comic book fan in Hollywood. Like he's he's the comic book guy because he, he directs movies and he loves comic books. And he's DC's letting him write stuff and Marvel's letting him write stuff. Oh, he knows his stuff. And you know what? He probably knows a lot. Yeah. A lot. But when I hear him talk about stuff, he comes off as very like, do you have to make fun of everything or... Or, or you just, or he's not as knowledgeable as you think he might be. You know, it's just, um, it's like because he's in the position of power, so yeah. to speak, he's given all these opportunities, which, kind of, which is how it works in Hollywood. I'm not, I'm not blind to that, but that's what just makes me worry. Like he came out with that that latest piece of shit, Jay and Silent Bob movie that looked absolutely atrocious, and no one saw it, no one cared. I watched it, and. Um, I watched it. I, I think I think if you you've had you've had a few drinks, you sit down. It's it's not it's not the worst thing he's ever done. So I don't drink, yeah. so I can't do that. I don't drink either, so I'm sorry. But well, I think it does, I think it I does. see these really bad cum jokes. I'm like, yeah. look, Clark's is, is a masterpiece. It genuinely is, and I love Mallrats, and I love Dog, and I love Chasing Amy, and the writing is so much more better. Even though there's, there's some good raunchy stuff, but it's not like like just it, it comes off as like he was he's writing it for 12 year old kids you know like yeah. I, I don't know it just looked atrocious when i when well, i saw I'm crossing my fingers it. hopefully the series will be good i guess we'll find out soon enough but but I, it well, just, that was when a- you hear him talk it sounds like he has a lot more 
say on that show. Which that's the part that has me worried. And then you get hear about Seth Rogen's going to do another. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Oh my god, you know, just people that you just don't just because you liked it and like, oh great, you got a production company, great, so you're going to do it and come in there and want to voice half the cast and hire your buddies to do it too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) do your Seth Rogen. I'm so high. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Let's go into something good. You want to get well, into well, yeah. well, but Whiplash, you know, I God. Well, I guess it's you know, I hope people respond to this better than the last time we talked about Whiplash. Yeah. <laughs> but to, uh, if I was to say any version I love the I mean, I did love them in Clash of Arms probably more than anything. I could only envision what that could have looked like in an actual episode of the cartoon, how great it would be. But yeah, filmation, I mean he was portrayed well too, even though at times like I said, some confusing portrayals. And then unfortunately, MYP, he got the short end of the stick. He has a great design and look, but just they messed it up with making him an oaf. Now, I, I will say Betrayal of Stratos uh, is by far his best portrayal, uh, even over Clash of Arms, because I, like he is the sole villain. He's cunning. I, li- I like the fact that he works with a demon on it, kind of doing his own thing, working with Skeletors, kind of like a freelancer almost, um, and going up against He-Man one-on-one. Um, I think that's, if you're going to get someone over uh, as a competent He-Man villain, that was the way to do it. Like, He's working for Skeletor, but not working with Skeletor. Like he's doing his own thing. Um, at least he's one, not with Snoob and doing the damn magic, though. Yeah, we'll he's not doing that the, was... the, this gestures and, and, and for people was... who are unaware of this, that Whiplash was. Um, and I'll say this: if you never watched any of the James E. Talk videos, which Grandbot probably helped with this, I assume Grandbot probably helped with a lot of those videos. I have no idea. I'm going to give you credit. I have no idea if you worked on it or not, bud. But if you go and watch uh, on the official He-Man YouTube channel, there's a video of Lizard Man, which is not the Lizard Man you're thinking of, but the original design that was set up for Filmation had the same color scheme as Whiplash and Clash of Arms. So you go, and then um, they decide to axe the character and turn Lizard Man into a heroic character, but could then kind of take the design of the original Lizard Man with the Whiplash color scheme we change it up a bit, and we get what he is in Clash of Arms. And so pretty much there was a Lizard Man spawned the heroic Lizard Man and Whiplash. So if you want to know more about that fun fact, check out that. I've watched that video several times. It's a very interesting video that James did on the uh, YouTube channel. So uh, if you want some more Whiplash fun facts, that's a fun one to check out. And if, you, uh, if you're not as familiar with the character as much, Watch a reclash of arms. Watch Patrol the Stratos, uh, the Ice Age Cometh, and uh, the commentary we're about to do here tonight, which All right. features Whiplash pretty prominently at one point. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, get into that once shot. we get there. Definitely. So you'll have Quit to. Quit trying to rush me. Give us the cue. You're, 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 I'm not trying to rush you. I'm just hurrying right now. You got to. Just move on. Shut the fuck up. Come on. Come on. That's what we're doing. Like, okay, hurry up and get into the show. We're going to do it right now. Five, four, three, two, one. Take play. Well, no. the, 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 the link. Joe would make a great auctioneer. I can see Joe doing that. And he's got to stop and hold on to his mask. He's getting no a headache. One under, no one understands him. I'd be like the new Micro Machine guy yeah. or something because I talk so goddamn fast. <laughs> so I wonder what happened to him. Super fancy uh, <laughs> Micro Machines. Anyway. <laughs> um, the, the link is down below if you guys want to go ahead and click that so you can watch along with this and while you do enjoy the still photo inside of a television set and enjoy Tyler's collection in the background so uh, Tyler if you want go ahead give us a countdown we'll get going 
three, two, one, action. I just want to say uh, King Barbo looks like Wilt Chamberlain to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, okay. I can see that, yeah. Which, uh, I, I thought he was a... Uh, I, I like that character, and they, they reused him in the Time Wheel, and he looks terrible in it. They, they, re, they swap his colors King out. King Tamusk or something? King Yeah, Tamusk. it was like, just shit. I, I just, you know, it's one of those episodes I'm like, no, I don't know it well, because it sucks. Right. You know, so, I, yeah, there are a lot of episodes that, you know, I have seen, but I there's some I I just can't say anything about it because they're not good and I'm not going to memorize them. James, God bless us all, has memorized a lot of the bad episodes. I I just like I focus on the good, and I want to push more good, you know, to fight out the, you know, the meows of the well, world hey, well, and all the people hey, want to say He Man is gay. That might, that might be coming back in full force. But speaking of James, he gave this episode an eight out of ten. So I'm gonna go ahead and throw it. It should be ten out of throw 10. his rating out there. I guess I could have just read what he, but, he put in his book while we were watching the intro here. Well, too late yeah, now, yeah, Too Nathan. late now. Well, yeah, but uh, Nathan, I had Nathan watch this episode like a good a good ways back, like a few months ago, and uh, uh, I definitely got you know got to get Nathan's thoughts on this episode, like initially, like your immediate perspective on this episode as we're digging into this panning shot of the royal palace. Well, my I, the first thing that I had here in my notes is I, I kind of want to talk about Ram Man a little bit because we we talked earlier about having those characters just be like sort of oafs. Did Ram Man in his portrayal in filmation ever like just kind of bother you a little bit, or, or is that no. just something that you've you've always just been like, eh, yeah, that, that's fine, whatever? Yeah, I, 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 I to me that was. Uh... And he's not always portrayed like that. That's pretty much filmation uh, doing that. And I, I actually found it, found it uh, made him more lovable, like a very likable, lovable character, like a very loyal character, a bit of a simpleton, but his heart's always in the right place. Like someone I that, think you what know, both me, Tyler, to be honest, not to cut you off, I did not like Manny Face's voice in this episode. I, I just though, as a kid, I actually hated it because God, every fucking voice is doing the voice. That, that's the and it's for every face. And every face is doing. It. I was like, "Why does every face sound the same?" And plus, even just as the standalone human voice, like this is horrible. This is nothing like the mystery of Manny faces. It's like, Lou, yeah. well, come on, man! Like, why did they do that? That drove me. I, I just had to say that drove me insane. As a kid, when I saw this, because this is Manny faces only other appearance outside of the mystery Manny faces. The guy only got two appearances in the entire run of the show. And when this came along, I was like, man, he faces. And then within seconds, it was like, what? Oh, me. See, and, I, and it just, you know, like people in the chat, you guys are saying Ram Man's lovable, but I, I, I it, it's kind of offsetting to me just to hear it. You know, like, I, I, <laughs> that's, that's why I feel like we, we need Nathan to rewatch House of Cody 1 and 2 with us because that's what I feel like. Then he might like him and appreciate him. Because that. if that is probably the definitive portrayal of, like, he's a simpleton, but God, he's, like, genuinely funny uh, in, in that. At least I, I found it, because when I revisit as an adult, when I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. And this is the Doom Buster, if you guys are wondering what this is. And I was going to say, this Doom Buster, I know I think we've seen it a couple times. I think it was in uh, Rainbow Warrior, too. But I'll admit, as a kid, I unlike the Collector, which I wanted a vehicle of, this vehicle just didn't do it for me. I'm not putting it down saying it's complete shit, but I was like, eh. I just, I didn't get a good feel out of the Doom Busters. But, you know, like inside when you see it's massive, but I don't know. I felt it was a little plain. 
I don't know. Something about it I didn't. It, it definitely doesn't kind of fit the aesthetic that you kind of get the get the vibe of uh, from a lot of the vehicles in the show. Like I thought it was fine. I was intrigued by it because it was a new vehicle, but it bothered me. It was not name uh, really name checked, and I think it was James in much later years. Uh, where it it is in fact the Doombuster, which is referenced in season one's disappearing act when they say we found Skeletor's Doombuster in the woods, which is what I thought the Basher was because that's the only uh, vehicle that's featured in it. So I, for the longest time, I thought the Basher was the Doombuster. Uh, um, and I do gotta say, I gotta admit, I you know people say He Man can't fly, but again, show another one of his abilities so damn fast he could turn it in tornado. He flew, which some people could say is a little silly. Yes, I understand, but you know, I guess he could fly in some capacity to move his body so goddamn fast he can go into a tornado. So yeah. that was that was something different. But you see how massive the inside of this, like I said, this Doombuster is. Just seeing where the walks, like God, it's like they're walking in a palace or something. You can yeah. tell it; it must be massive. Which would make sense that a lot of Skeletor's, you know, assault equipment would would need to be quite big. And I always found this to be. I I, I like the sequence as a kid where they're just sitting there quietly listening to Skeletor and having many faces come in to play Beast Man. I just thought this was it was a great. Great bit of storytelling here. Many faces, the Dave Coulier of Masters of the Universe. Yeah, I guess what what got me annoyed is like we already knew and we've seen him, you know, like you said, in the mystery of Manny Faces where he turned his face into Beast Man and he did his voice. So when they were saying, can you do it? I was like, well, I know, like I said, they didn't like doing the continuity thing. It was like, yeah, we know he's done that before. But like I said, I do understand for this episode how it works. I not Well, I almost feel like, I mean, because I think it's safe to say a lot of this show, there is no continuity. And I think it, it's probably something they preferred that way they're they're not restrained so much which is why he-man would struggle with a small beast but he could lift up castle grayskull like the continuity you know they're not thinking about children having those kinds of thoughts about you know because did you get the vibe because like how the vibe is it's almost like when you're watching it you feel like we're just now learning about him which obviously we're not but even like when ram man's seen him as the monster it's like well if you guys are such good friends you should know you've seen him in a monster form before it's like i I don't know that that was one part that i nitpicked that annoyed me but still the episode itself is a great episode i just guess like you said they're not doing the constant continuity so it makes it feel like it's kind of new each time i guess you were seeing some of the stuff yeah and it really just kind of plays up that yeah i mean ram man i mean i i get from nathan's perspective he's watching this and thinking god ram is just an absolute moron yeah. like he's just completely and that's why like i have to come up and be the public defender for <laughs> ram man like no it's it's just you know continuity error here in the storytelling yeah, I mean, and like now, you I mean, if any, if anything, I could just look at it like he, he just, he's rammed into too many things and hit his head too many times, and maybe that's how they were thinking about it too, with like two, uh, two thousand X, and making him the like, I don't know. Oh, that, that's that's a shitty version of Rain yeah. Man. I mean, just you know, oh god. <laughs> well, I should definitely do a spotlight again on Rain Man or something. <laughs> Well, I'm more than happy to, but I'm going to be praising the hell out of Filmation and just taking, uh, I mean, a big runny stool all over NYP's portrayal of Ram Man. I'm just going to complain. I mean, I do do like the aspect that that him and Manny Faces aren't getting along. Well, and and I've often liked, and I, and I, 
And I like this 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 cannon here that's obviously built by Skeletor because everything's got like a bit of a, a skull motif. It's great, great, great evil leaders have always got a big ego and they need to see their face kind of plastered on everything. And so this moment coming is. up because I, I know just like you, I remember as a kid, I was like, oh shit, he Me is going to transform in front. I mean, I was convinced. I was like, this is going to happen. But then you always knew the character break when the voice was different. I was like, oh, it's Adam's voice. And then I knew it when that, but I was like, well, oh shit, yeah, look at but me. It was a cool tease because you get that music coming in. You're like, oh wow. Yeah. It really, it really oh, pushed that forward that it was about to happen. I yeah, wanted it to happen too. something that was done much. And Adam's yeah. excuse saying, I want you to see my new jacket. I'm thinking like, they have jackets, like the kind of jacket that I wear. Like, I just didn't see, like, I don't think Prince Adam have the kind of jacket with the hood that I've got. Like, I just found that to be, like, dialogue that just didn't fit, as even as a kid. Jacket. But, obviously, I took it literally. Um, and uh, it's kind of establishing that Attorney's Got Two Moons, I always thought was kind of an interesting um, bit of world expansion, that we've got two different colonies on these two different uh, planets. And even though the exposition is like the people on the dark moon are kind of unhappy, miserable people, the bright moon and the exact opposites. Um, it's kind of like the dark moon is like a, a third world country almost. And then people on the bright moon are kind of like, you know, I don't know, a, a metropolis, so to speak. And seeing these, these like small spacecrafts are taken kind of traveling from moon to moon here and, uh, I like that they showed, I know as silly as it sounds, even showing seatbelts, you know, safety belts. I don't know if that was part of the whole, yeah. you know, safe. Yeah, it was surprising because usually don't see there, it. But I, I just yeah. like seeing all of this here. All, I mean, it's just uh, taking the small space craft. Yeah. 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 Well, and I like seeing it all. Well, that's, that's the refreshing thing is that they're going somewhere somewhere else like we're getting out of that element of what you're used to and we're see and this is why I, I have a problem with people shitting on new adventures like this entire episode takes place in outer space in a very competent way too and so people were saying i don't want to see he-man go to outer space so are you telling me that this episode of he-man you know doing battle on the the bright and dark moon like is a bad idea like I don't. I always love that. seeing new locales and different things and people and yeah, it's it's just yeah, it just caught your eye. Like even this guy, I always thought he got a King Randor vibe. I was like, hey, it's King Randor in a different <laughs> outfit. As a kid, I used to think that, but uh, I always love seeing different worlds, different characters. There he is. And of course, yeah, like Will Chamberlain, a lot of palettes. right there, King Barbell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah John Barbell's very gruff uh, voice uh, used for King Barbell. So I just thought he was a. Uh... Like, and you know what? A no-brainer is a figure that would look awesome. And hell, they could even, like you said, even though King Tamusk, you know, not everybody's favorite, still it could make two figures just no, from No, don't, don't, don't go down that road. We <laughs> no, just I'm want one if good they, one. No, if they ever thought of making the character, that's what I mean. If they thought it wasn't Look, worth just making If you meet somebody one, who's got 500 bucks and wants you to butcher, you know, uh, a King Barbos, you know, one in a Megan figure, then by all means, but, you know. I, I, ain't have, I ain't having that. Well, they could get two. I'm just saying, Mattel could get two for the price of one because, yeah, all it is basically well, a palace. Mattel ain't listening to anything that we say anyway. At, at yeah. least, you know, at least while I'm on this podcast, we're 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 pretty much all doomed from Mattel ever listening to anything competent we have to say. <laughs> so is Mister Nice Guy. Nathan's neutral, and I'm the asshole. Yep. So hey, at, at least you know it and recognize it. That's the important thing. I own it. No, no Nathan's dreaming. Yeah, I'm dreaming. Get it, get it right. Get it right, angry man. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe if we send Nathan in with Joe's kind words, Mattel might be willing to listen to the things, and I could just kind of filter in the things that need to be done through Nathan, you know? 
Get on work. And then when they don't listen, I come in and kick the damn door. Uh, yeah, so I, I like got an earpiece, and Tyler's telling me what to say, and then like he uh, he like steps on something accidentally. He's like, "Shit!" And I just repeat it, and they're like, "What's that? Get out of here!" And just ruin it for everybody. <laughs> I will have to uh, take some more of Tyler's recommendations and and watch the episode that he feels like Ram Man really shines in, so I can get a different perspective. That's a Shikoti on, on one and two. You definitely got yeah. It. That's even Larry Dutillo has has publicly stated he was very proud of how he wrote Ram Man in that episode. Like he's just uh, he's is just I, I like him a lot in, in that, and um. I was trying to think of a couple of episodes. I mean, because for the most part, he doesn't serve too many like big purposes. House Shakoti, he gets a lot of screen time. Quest for the Sword, which Joe has shit on before. Uh, Ram Man is uh, portrayed pretty good in that one too. I wouldn't put it up as his most memorable performance by any means, but um, we see uh, many faces getting ready to infiltrate the gang here, going to cover. <laughs> Which is always a tense moment as a kid watching this. Like, holy shit, man. What's going to happen? Because you just didn't know who else was here. So it was all a surprise to see the roll call. Yeah, because it is cool when you get to see multiple of the characters and when you're getting, well, everybody that, they, like you said, that they're going to show here in a second. Yeah, just go down especially the when they're not getting. Yeah, especially when they don't get a lot of screen time and you want to see more. It's like, yeah, I understand wanting to see new characters here and there, but yeah, you want to see that the you know the tried and true originals. You want to see them doing some more. Of course, Trap Jaw with the arm and the wrong arm and uh, happening yeah. in a couple of spots, but then they put it back in the right one. But eh, it happens. It's not like as a kid it drove me nuts. But yeah, we finally get to see Whiplash later do some shit. So he wasn't here as, as they said sometimes just to be in the background in passing. At least he's doing something this time. And just having five evil warriors are, are present in this episode, along with Skeletor. Because for the most part, it's like one or two. But to have five, happens some, but not that much. <laughs> I like that. Skeletor's power even transcends the outer space and just can you know, knock you on your ass anywhere. And this whole plot of, of Skeletor, he's doing this strictly to cause war between two moons. Like, it's he is the lord of destruction in this episode. So that's why I love this episode so much, because I want war. Like... You can't get more, much more quintessential Skeletor than this episode right now. So all of you meh fans out there who think he's cute and funny can eat my ass. Cause he is the <laughs> and no explanations. You're right. No explanations, though. We don't have to hear why he wants to do it. Like I said, evil to be I evil. Turned into, tuned into Fans of Power and the angry guy said he wanted me to eat his ass. Jeez. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I like this, too. I even like even Beastman in the cell. Sorry, Joe. Because you get to see Beastman is no, no, that's fine. But like I said, you get to see Beastman's not incompetent as they like no, to show. No, he's very at, intelligent in this episode. Yeah. like he's he has a, he has about a, things. Right, he's like I, these are electrified. Adam said they're electrified. Let me call, you know, and he's can control beasts. And he's on one of his creatures. Bam! Take that shit out so he can get can out. You, Beastman's can you imagine competent. being that guard and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, holy shit. Yeah, I'd be just like that, dropping shit, probably having a heart attack or something. You see something like that coming at you. But Beastman, like I said, this is the kind of shit I would want to see more of Beastman. He's conniving. He knows what he's doing. He's intelligent. He's not a fucking moron. So that's more of the Beastman I'd love to see. Yeah, it's one of the few moments, probably the only moment in season two, where you can genuinely say Beastman is um, intelligent and it was just kind of a fluke because I most of this season he's not portrayed anything less than just 
the cliche idiot that was in so many '80s cartoons that we can't we can't have the the henchman you know that you want to sell action figures so they need to be portrayed as morons. Because honestly, like if, if 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 I think if they if I saw them anything if if the designs were not as strong as they were, and all you saw was kind of a, a weak figure, and then the cartoon you see this moron like I don't know if I would have wanted that figure probably. Like the part of the mystery is that a lot of times you didn't see them in the show, yeah. So therefore, they looked awesome and wanted to see them. In well, the show. I, would there also be cause of confusion too between seeing them in the show and seeing them uh, portrayed differently in a mini comic? Would, would you? Yeah, the mini comic, especially if you're a kid that's reading them, where yeah. those they're more they're more intense. It's like, all right, these characters, man, they're badass. And then you would watch the cartoon, like you said. Unfortunately, a lot of the episodes it's silly. It's like, would you start portraying them as morons and dipshits because that's what you're seeing in the cartoon? So yeah, it can happen. You know, it's either maybe you're getting the feel of the mini comics or well, you're getting the feel most, of the cartoon. Most of the episodes I saw as a kid though were from season one though, because that was pretty much what was available on VHS. So. Better portrayals, yeah, yeah. Better portrayals. So Beastman was always. Always threatening to me, so was Merman and Trapjaw, Triclops, Evelyn, everybody. Yeah, unless you um, came in late to the game and you started watching season two, you pretty much, yeah, these characters were a little more serious. Yeah, and um, I always love watching when Evelyn would do any of those things. I, I, I did too. To, to me, that added an extra level of mouse. And I absolutely love this shot coming up right here when they when uh, Skelter hits this this shadow Boom. over Beast yeah. and Skeletor. Look yeah, at the details. Awesome. Yeah, the lighting, Beautiful. the shadows, you knew Yeah, you knew that was new art. That looked great. That, was, that I, to me as a kid, that was kind of like like an awe moment yeah. because not only is Manny Face is caught, but how like creepy Skeletor and Beastman looks. Yeah, you're not the, used to shadows. seeing them like that. Yeah, with that much detail, it really was catching to the eye. So agreed, agreed. You knew when it was something different, and that was yeah, that oh was definitely God, I kinda yeah. wonder why they didn't like go for that more often. Do you think it it works better that they only use that sort of detail sparingly? I think I think a lot of times they would try and tweak things up if the writer really wanted to see something different. I think when, like when Michael Reeves wrote Dragon Invasion, he deliberately wrote a sequence where the the transformation sequence is broken up, huh. where Adam gets a, a roof debris falling down on him to break up the transformation, but. I'll, I'll touch that looked weird. That piece of art with He-Man, that something looked weird about it all the time. Looked like it was—I don't know—something didn't look really fluid. And by the way, you got to see Merman get turned to stone, so it wasn't just an MYP. You see it happen here. Of course, what the fuck happened? He got left on the the planet all by himself, so he got turned to stone before, I guess. I like seeing Whiplash like growling at He-Man, like I'm ready to kick yeah. your ass. And this right here, this avalanche was used in the season two promo. It's on YouTube if you if you want to watch it. But the sequence of Whiplash and Evelyn on the rock, and then the music kicks in on in the TV promo when He Man lifts the boulder up. It's a very like fun promo. It, it gives me goosebumps when I watch that promo. And I guess it could really show cool. the yeah, and it could show the strength of Ram Man of like knock him back. Yeah. Jesus Christ, you're knocking from one planet through outer space all the way to Eternia. They're probably dead, but <laughs> no, it's like damn, Ram Man's a strong little sucker. So. uh and this episode, like you said, is basically all about friendship. Not only this, but, you know, with uh, the two people from the bright and the dark, you know. So it's just trying to bring people together. It was a good moral, at least, this episode. Yeah, and it's 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 done like it's sprinkled. You know, the, the best morals are the ones that are sprinkled and not where you can clearly tell that they're... Um, but for the mo I didn't feel like a lot of the He-Man morals were really beating you over the head. I think it's where people just don't give it enough credit because... You know, they're too lazy to watch it. It's more fun to make fun of something without watching it. 
Sure, sure. Yeah, gotta hurry up and be part of the cool kids, you know. It's always cool. Have your own YouTube channel. You make fun of the 80s cartoons with, you know, your funny faces, Captain Dipshit. Yeah, the world definitely needs more of that. I'll tell you, we need some good morals. Yeah, because God knows there, there isn't enough in that market on YouTube. I, I had this in my, my notes, but I'm like, wasn't it kind of dangerous for He-Man to, like, turn that on when he was so <laughs> yeah, close to it, him. you know? Like, right, it looked like he blew himself right. up. I see what you mean. <laughs> and there's all the kings together. How about that? Everybody's yeah. all around. The nice peace treaty, so... That's pretty good. You need good stuff yeah. like that once in a while, and then they bam friends back together. Will, so. Will Chamberlain this one's a good a episode game that he's got to go to. He's got to go score hundred points. What's that? Go bang yeah. a bunch of chicks. <laughs> no, this is a good choice though, Tyler. This was a, it was a fun episode. Yeah, it's it's been a long time coming. I mean, it's uh, I was almost convinced I thought we had done it, but I think we've discussed it a couple of times on the podcast because it's just uh, it's definitely like it's not an exaggeration this is definitely not an episode that is brought up uh a lot of times with the fans because you know i mean i i think the fans that that know the series pretty prominently i mean they're they're few and far between which is why you know it's it's important to to publicize you know that there are a lot more episodes out there that are genuinely good and it's not just less than a handful or what's over on the the top 10 He-Man episodes that uh, you know, it's part of the mission statement of this podcast is remind people there's so much more out there than meh. Uh, definitely. It, it, it sounds like the gangster from Bugs Bunny cartoon. Meh, meh, meh. I had it in my notes. You know? uh, I was like, is this uh, this moral about Steven Seagal and the Patriot? Question mark. Oh, Jesus. Well, let's be friends now, man. <laughs> but, well, before we get not, to the question... the podcast is over. And... <laughs> That's it. No. But before we get to... <laughs> we get to the questions. You guys can send any questions. Grim Grimbot did have something that he wanted to say about the shadows. He said, shadows are time-consuming. He said, even in overseas stuff, you'll notice that often they get omitted. Yeah, so, I, 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 I know guess. that the, the reasoning behind it has to do with the time it, it, it takes, uh, how much it costs, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I know that most of the time, when especially back then when they were doing cartoons, they wanted to try to do them as cheaply as they could especially with just reusing things over and over again that a lot of cartoons nice when you get little bits yeah. of it though like you said if it would be overused it's like you couldn't appreciate I, seeing I think, it, I you think know? so doing that in that episode is kind of like what made that moment stand out because i also had that in my notes sure. of once they figure out what's going on i do like that shot of skeletor and beast man sure yeah. agreed yeah. agreed so you guys can hit us with any questions right now of anything you want in the chat room um wiley walt just joined in to say hey group how you doing um all right let's see question from febmon have you seen Scareglow's Origins card back, especially the interesting guest character in it? Um, Femron, you're gonna have to let me know because I'm not sure if I've seen. Uh, so you're talking about the Origins see... character with, with Clamp Champ on the back? See, uh, he might Clamp be. Champ I had it on my phone, but He'll I don't have, have, have my phone like on me. But yeah, I, I think that's that's what it is. It's Scareglow and it's yeah, Prince I, Adam I, and Clamp I, Champ. I, like it's cool to see it, but I'm like I'm really not impressed too by by the 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 card art. Like it just who's um, drawing them. Who was the person that's drawing I, those? I don't know. I, I just feel like... Because Mattel didn't have Aaron just... McCarthy... He was doing Super 7's uh, vintage figures. Wasn't Aaron McCarthy doing those? That's why I'm surprised he wouldn't be doing these. I thought. No, probably probably because he's not cheap. You know? Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like everybody from Marvel and DC, they hire people who aren't that talented, but they work cheap, and just so they can say they're working on this, oh, we'll hire you. We're not going to pay anything. But okay, great. Yeah. 
Um, I just find I just find the card up to be kind of uninspired. It's 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 not um, it doesn't leave an impression on you. Like obviously we're not three, four, and five years old where we're impressionable, but we're not old enough to recognize good He-Man art. And the mini comics have obviously left a lot to be desired, to put it politely. And seeing multiple shots of the card art, it's just not very interesting. Like, oh, I don't take care another look. I'll be honest. On. It's I just really, not very cool looking. Yeah, I actually, I don't remember seeing it. I honestly don't remember seeing that art. I think the only one, well, because I have the He-Man and uh, Skeletor Origins figures, I know their art, and it just was kind of bland. Especially Skeletor looked like he's looking at the screen. With the oh, screen. I, I, I will <laughs> say the He-Man and the Skeletor one are by far the laziest. Like, Skeletor yeah, like, like, is awkward it? shot, like... I don't get that, it. It's like you should... one of him snooping around Castle Grey was sneaky. It was sinister. Oh it was like, like you got an eerie that more as an adult than I did as a kid when I had that yeah, figure. Yeah, you because know? you got an eerie feel of it. He looks spooky, but this new one, it's like he's posing and looking at you. I was like, I, I don't understand this art. It just annoyed the hell out of me. So yeah, just, they don't get it. They don't get too. So I don't. Uh, I, I I just. Uh, yeah, it's just. It's just. It's the like mayor just... said that Axel does the art for the new card backs. I didn't know Axel was doing that. Well, I don't. I didn't think Axel did because it? it doesn't look like his artwork at all. Yeah, it looked different. I mean, but I mean, Zamir. I mean, I'll look into. It. I'm not saying you're wrong. Know. I, mean, I... I just didn't know if it is him. It's quite different than what Axel normally does. I guess I just. It's, so well, it's like I mean, I'm not. Axel, Axel did the the art for the that the uh, the San Diego exclusive from last year, like the or, the origins uh, two pack. The two pack. Yeah, which was beautiful. He did that, but I, I don't think that's him. I think he shares a lot of because he's worked on it, so he shares a lot. But I don't think that's him. If it, I mean anything, yeah, oh I could Rick be wrong. Said but. He is the artist. Well, I mean, God, if he is, they must have told him to put that pose. So I'm just saying. I mean, Axel, if they made you put it in the pose, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. But I just did not like that look of him looking at us. So. uh yeah, because Axel is like, I mean, I love all his work, but not that, not that. Well, I'm backtracking here because whoever's coloring his work is not doing his work justice. Like, it just doesn't, I've seen Axel's colors before. It doesn't, or, or, you know, Val has, I, I don't know. It just, it just looks. It looks different. It really it, looks it, it may, different. Maybe, maybe Val's the one that colored it. And I'm like, I'm not going to. No, I'm pissing on everybody. I apologize like, because, you know, you know, our friend Val and Axel, I'm like, I'm not going to do it because it just doesn't look good. No, we're gonna get I've seen Val Axel. color good. I've seen Axel. I got walls of Axel's over. I know he is one of the best. I've seen yeah. uh, Val's colors. I got some over here on my wall. They look amazing. So I don't know. The end product, I'm not very impressed with. I'm not. And I will stick to my guns on it because I've seen better. You know? Well, Sean um, said, I guess the Skeletor cardback art on the Origins is supposed to be an homage to the Vengeance of Skeletor mini comic page one, where he's standing on a volcanic rim. I'll have to look at it again, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'm just, I still, I'm not a fan of that piece. And no, I'm not. I'm Axel Skeletor. Hey, he's a great it's artist. It's fine. Like, like it. you know, Val, Val let us know. Yeah. We'll, we'll hear from him. I, I always hear from him anyway. If we, if we, if we bring him up, if we bring, if if we bring him up, he always has a tendency to. to to pop in and message somebody to let, let be great? people who said my views are stupid or they're are, are narrow-minded or whatever like we can't like everything yeah. I, I often feel like if nathan were to sit there and say everything that i said about whatever is great then uh, you know and same thing with joe i it'd be ridiculous for nathan and joe to me they agree with everything that i have to say you know and if axel did work on this stuff i'm not ashamed to admit i don't like it 
I, I've Tyler, seen so how much great would it be though? How great would it be if Axel did all the line art and then Val inked and colored it? It's just like we just fucked them both over. That's great. But <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't like it though because obviously they're probably working under new. You know, I, I don't know. It just when you see that when I look at the Skeletor that he did for Super Seven, which is right here on my wall. And if people don't know what I'm talking about, I mean, we're happy to get it for you right now and show you what it's like. Um, it's so much more. Well, hell, damn, I'll right. do it right well, now. While while Tyler's doing that, and speaking of origins, we got a comment from Blue Haired Lawyer last week that says here, how well do you guys think origins will do? Do you think it'll last two years, five years? I don't, I don't know. I, I'll give you my honest opinion. Just from what I've seen in the groups, because how people are buying them so vastly, if they have those kind of fans that are hungry to keep buying, I could see it going past five years. I honestly can. But it's just, I don't know what Mattel's going to do. It's like you said, is Mattel just doing this, feeding a little bit of origin stuff for his fans, but then when the new cartoon comes out, they say, fuck that line, let's do another line? I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, if you think just for collector's sake, I could see it going on and on. But if Mattel had a different plan, they might just be feeding something and say, okay, here's another new line that might really piss people off because they're like, hey, I started collecting this. I don't want to collect yet another line. I don't I, I, know. But I could see I, going past I five think years. That, uh, Joe, I, uh, what you just said before that, I think you're on the the right track because lately it seems like mattel hasn't uh kept stuff out there on the market for too long i i, I put me down for two years i i don't I, I think it would be the thing if if the the new cartoon does well then they'll just shift over and start producing figures based off of that but uh, time time yeah. will tell yeah just don't know yeah and speaking of people shitting on stuff like just to say what we were saying earlier Tyler has said a lot of crazy stuff about my customs where he's like, good God on this. And like, why would somebody want this? So, hey, I, he does that to me. It doesn't piss me off. So it's just, it happens. We can't and, like every single and, thing that we or our buddies. And Sean want. says it here, happens. everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Got to stop getting butt hurt and take it sure. personal when someone has an opposing opinion. Sure. Yeah. Especially when it comes to pop culture stuff. Come on. Like it, in in the grand scheme, in the show grand scheme, of everything uh, it doesn't matter. But yeah, go ahead, Tyler. Show us, show us that art. Yeah, let's see the. Quick well, show. look, look. This is what Axel did of Skeletor. Look how many, and obviously that's a play off. Yeah. Like, push yeah, it a little the, over to there, yeah, there you go. perfect. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking scary. See, that's all. This yeah. this is what I'm used to. Okay, and I refuse to settle for anything less than that. So if Mattel is, is Axel, do it this way. Whatever. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, you know, good for him. I, you get that money. Do, do your thing. Yeah, which I know he's just happy to be working on yeah. He-Man. Yeah, he didn't right. care. But um, well, I mean, it, it would be yeah. all right because Tyler said before that he would do it for free. So Tyler, you're put in that position. They're like, all right, well, you have to do it this way. Then I mean, you're probably going to do it that way, right? I imagine you wouldn't want to just throw it all away and just quit and give up because you're actually finally a part of it no matter how much you i mean made. look is 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 yeah if if i was like in a in a an ungodly scenario where they actually decide okay we'll put your money where your mouth is tyler give us one good mini comment they like it okay all right well we'll, we'll give you three but one of them has to be about this or or whatever then i mean as even if it was like you got to write keldor into the story or something or something like that or, or king uh. race call has got to be used all right, I'll give you the ultimate. All right. Yes, I would begrudgingly, but yes, willingly write King Grayskull into a mini comic. Do I have to like it? No, but I will 
you know, just much like if, you know, if I ask Axel or Kevin to draw a character they may not be that fond of, but I expect them to put the, the best ass-kicking effort into making this one particular character look the way that I would want them to see because, I mean, I am paying them to do so. But I also tell them I want you to have creative freedom and put your spin on this character that has not been uh, drawn this much. You know, and that's what I expect. So if, if I was to work with Mattel on the mini comics or, or, or whatever the case, I mean, as long as like, you know, they're allowing me at times to do what I want to do in the sense that, you know, you, do you want me to put my ideas into these characters? You know, if it's not, then you've hired the wrong guy. If you want me, you like what I'm doing, but then you're like, okay, we know you don't like King Grayskull or we, we know you don't like... Tila being a bitch. Can you write a good Tila being a bitch story? I'll write the best Tila being a bitch story that I, I can I can you know muster up. Uh, you know, but I'd like to think that if you you hire someone for a specific reason, you want them to use them for their specific talents, not just well you're here and I guess we'll just yeah. continue to use well, you and you want to, you want that money. I, and, I think that's probably the the biggest difference in today's market as opposed to. 1982 you know they, when these guys are working on filmation or they're working with mattel to come up with these ideas like they had that creative freedom now it's like the they have these talented people but they're just sort of like boxed in to uh, you have to do it this way and that's that's just yeah, the way it you're is. not you are not allowed to essentially have any disagreement you yeah. can't be public about your thoughts or anything like that everything has got to be kind of made to feel like what what you do or what you're asked to do is, I mean, the goal. It's it's nothing but pure gold. And I hate that. Like, obviously, you don't want to knock the company you work for. I, I, that makes sense. But to kind of like, are you allowed internally? Like, if, if, if Joe and Nathan are the Mattel reps and they come to me and say, you know, we, we, we really want you to write a story about, you know, give me a shitty filmation character. Anything. I don't care. Um Star Child, like oh god, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm like. First off, I'd say, are you, are you serious? Like, okay. Oh hey, All did right. I confirm that Emiliano said that was Star Child when yes, uh, in his yes, homecoming? Yeah, did, yeah. Which his portrayal of Star Child was definitely better. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I wish there could be more artistic I, 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 freedom, I, I, though. I, yeah, I, I, what's that? I wish no. You're right. I wish that they could have more artistic freedom. But like you said, sometimes when you work for these companies, it's yeah, just, just they're paying like, you. They're going to want know, to, yeah. what, you know. And I and I, I think it's the same at like Marvel and DC too. At least how it, it's always been. But yeah, yeah I feel it, like people well, get popular because you give them some creative freedom to work with the, the the skills that God gave them. Like you know, and then they get popular because people like what they do with these characters. If you restrain them, then that's kind of what leaves a lot of artists kind of going under the radar because they're just following the guidelines where someone comes along and shocks it up a little bit, shakes things up, draws Spider-Man a little bit more, you know, uh, uh, agile or gangly or, or draws uh, Venom more smoothly and, and, or, or draws Batman with a cape that's like, like it's a creature that's alive or something like that. You know, if you just follow in the same damn guideline all the time, then 
your art looks good, but it, it, it bleeds in with what everyone has done before and after you for a while until someone comes along and shakes and it that's off. Gotta, and that's what was so important. I was going to uh, say, that's got to be kind of disheartening in a way to a lot of the artists these days that like actually love it and want to be a part of it. And then you sort of get chewed up in the system and, and spit out in some cases, you know, like... Yeah, I mean, I, I, when you see, a, like, a lot of the... Uh, well, well, I, I don't want to take away from people's question time, but I just... When you see a lot of uh, merchandise uh, of superheroes and, and Star Wars characters, you see a lot of generic artwork placed on children's stuff or adult apparel, and you're like, God, I've seen so much better, and they're going with the most generic, bland, uninteresting look of this particular character from Star Wars. This is the most flatline-looking Spider-Man and Captain America I've ever seen on this T-shirt. You know, like, why would anyone want to buy that? Oh, yeah, the person who claims to like this character. So you, 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 what, what was your favorite, you know, a Red Skull battle, huh? You know, that's what, and that's essentially what it's made for. It's, it's by the the people who just like to be posers. Um, God, I've lost. No, I, 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 yeah, I, I, yeah, pop culture is just a, a weird thing. We went from it being sort of just the, that typical, you're a nerd, you're a nerd, and now it's the cool thing, and it's. Every like everything is just it's kill it's it's kind of hurting a lot for yeah. me too like you know where with the things that we have kind of liked in secret and talked about behind closed doors for fear of like people like oh you guys are a bunch of damn nerds right. now it's like it's so cool you know to have a superhero logo on your shirt man yeah it, you it, know it, it just it's, it's, it, it honestly in a way it kind of sucks now it does that's why Star Wars is so atrociously bad right yeah. now. Yeah, it's it's like it's Star Wars is lame now because it's all over the place and not in a good way. Hey, I mean Mandalorian's good at least. Oh, but now I but the the thing is that you always have it with these things always lurking in the back of your mind. It's like, all right, Mandalorian did good. They're gonna do season two. What if what if that sucks? You know, like where does it end? Like and it may because yeah, it's happened with everything. It's the same thing like Big Bang Theory. Like those first couple seasons, pretty good. But once these guys start dating girls and getting married and having kids, it sort of it's it's not what it was. And I know that that's like you have to like grow up and start families and all this, whatever. But like me watching that, I would rather watch them have a intelligent well-written conversation about superman and the the physics of lois lane falling down and him like catching her and what would happen to her than amy farrah fowler coming in just being like oh sheldon why can't we be in love it's like i don't want that well, yeah why don't you fuck well, me, once once my parents you know? started watching it every week i'm like all right i'm out like this isn't for me anymore it's not <laughs> and and then that's okay and that's the same right. thing with any of this stuff if it jumps the shark to me and I and I bounce, that's fine. If other people still love it, great, good form. But I sure. just, yeah, whatever it is what it is. Like what you like, like what you like. Anyway, and it's okay. All right. All right, we'll hit a couple more questions in the chat room. I know I'm going to probably lose track of a lot of them. Spider Rat was asking, "How long do you think it'll take to get Sorceress in the Origins line?" I could see if that, like, you know, not in the first year of release. She could probably pop up in a, a second year. I don't think they'll wait too long to get her out, honestly. So, yeah, I don't especially know. when they get. They'd kicked. probably be chopping it a bit to find some bullshit reason to throw in a bunch of Skeletor and He Man color variants as opposed yeah. to actual yeah. variants. So, Let's she'll probably hope be not. because we got to find the same way to. Oh, look, here's Wonder Braid He Man. Oh, look, here's He Man with a slightly different color scheme based on this bullshit mini comic. Yeah. 
that we I threw in here. From that doesn't Mattel, happen, man. Actually, it's Mattel. Yeah. That's that's been their bread and butter. I see what you guys. Are... They love their yeah. variants, man. I mean, that is the bread and butter. Yeah. Is what keeps Mattel. It keeps the cash rolling in. Is I mean, it's just variant control. Yeah. I mean, just makes well, it up as far. Just thinking about it. I mean, it. you're right. There's been lots, and especially God forbid, with the 2000X line, too many damn variants. So I pray. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, Mattel, but, Mattel uh, should I'd just like name, like rename their company to Peg Warmers. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Sean has a question, and he's not meaning within the context of Masters of the Universe. Are there any characters created within the last 20 years that you think would fit in, if or fit in if they existed in the 80s? The only one that comes into my mind, just because I'm always into horror, is Sam from Trick or Treat. I felt yeah. like the movie Trick or Treat felt like an yeah, it felt like it was an Wait, 80s I, I, thing. Was what, what's the question? I'm I completely lost. Are there any characters created within the last 20 years? So that means from 2000 like to new, 2020. New characters, new IPs, new characters, new shows, years. anything that you think could fit in if they existed in the 80s, which that's pretty damn hard because a lot of things that have been made recently, just they have a funky feel. But when you see some things, you do get an 80s feel. And I got an 80s feel from that movie Trick or Treat and with Sam. But, God, I, I don't know. I don't know what the hell else. I, that's kind of hard to think of. What about you, Tyler? Anything pop into your head? No. Action movies. Isn't it weird? Isn't that terrible that we can't really think of much? Like, God, action movies, horror movies. What the fuck feels like it could have well, just gelled in? anything now is, you know... Or rehash of the 80s. Or bring back and reboot the or, 80s. I mean, They're all trying to not, capture it. No, I just... I'm, there's just... I mean, other than John Wick, which, you know, the third one kind of left me a little... It was good up until the very end. Um, other than that, I, like, there's just not a whole lot of modern stuff you know, that I feel like would have been good in the 80s because if it was, yeah. it would have been created back in the 80s. Um, right, right. So, yeah, no, I, I just don't... Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm, just, I, no, I'm just trying to, like, really think. I think Joe was kind of on the right track with Sam for from Trick or Treat. Like, that that could have yeah. could have worked then. But, the, I mean, even then, you think about that, that. That's an anthology movie, like, taking its love from, like, the anthology horror films from the 80s, so... Um, sure, sure. Like creep show and shit yeah. like that and stuff, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's kind right, of a tough um, one. It's a good question, but yeah, all right. Um, uh, Papa Hood said, oh, hey, Joe, have you ever got around and fixed that origin He-Man head and hair? I have not yet, Papa Hoods. I'll try to do one, but Skeletor definitely had to have his change, but I have not did anything with uh, He-Man. Um let me see. I, I know I'm going to probably miss a lot. Well, because, there's one from Sean. Uh, I might pass to you, Nate. Is, is there any character, vehicle, or playset uh, that you could bring into the Origins line that you think that they probably wouldn't include in there, especially if it ends up having a shorter shelf life than anticipated? He, is he asking what, what are ones we'd like to see or we don't think? Would, what was that uh, question it, again? It, I'm it's kind of like, well, let me go back to it. Uh, and people are yeah, all about I, the origins. Well, stuff, I mean, know. it's it's the it's the newest thing. What do you like? What do you expect? That's like the new toy and thing from the. Oh, property. I can see what he said. But it's just, I just seen his, it's the same. I see his question got on the shelf here. Let's just. I see. His, I just got his but question. But Tyler, said, you can you character? can bend their arms at the elbow now. Oh yeah, and I can have a He-Man with a squinty face and. Okay, maybe, I don't know if he might mean for you, Tyler, because I already know I'm going to be buying this shit, but Sean did say, is there any character, vehicle, or playset oh, that, that could, could bring, bring you yeah, into I read it wrong. The that, that was me. Yeah, is there anything yeah. that could bring you into fully just be like, all right, I'm, I, I'm way more into it now than initial. 
Would it, it would probably ha- and that it, could be anything from the cartoon, the comics, things we didn't get, things that we had before, or I, anything. Honestly, I don't, I don't. It's hard for me to buy into that fantasy when I feel like Mattel. They don't think like that. Though. They don't think about throwing. But if they did, hypothetically, it. if they did, would there be something that you think like, okay, damn it, all right, this is pretty fucking cool in the origins line? Well, I mean, if they were to throw in a, a, a lizard man, like, or uh, an Azrog, like. I don't know. If I would have loved a lizard by... man in vintage form. Yeah, that would have. Well, I would too, but I just don't know. That... Oh, well, now I got to get the squinty face He Man and and the uh, the shitty mini comic that comes with it. You know, I just uh, it's I'm I'm just kind of wishing Mattel had done a brand new He Man line with mini comics, but just not what they're doing right now. It just seems, as I said before, and I'm not going to repeat it again, but it's just a just a, a very uninspired effort on their part. Just you know. It's not different enough. So, no, I'm not excited about it, you know. And I, I'm like, like what Daniel said when she was on here, she's just not interested in buying the same figures over again. It's just, you know, the 2000X was special because it was new sculpts of your favorite characters that resembled the original, but different. And these are not different enough to make me fork out $15 a piece for these things when I literally have no room in my power of a cave of power here. To put them anywhere in here. I don't care where, how many I get or whatever. I mean, I've said before, I'll buy them when they come out. But I, I honestly, like, I kind of feel like when I was talking, I ran to Nathan at, in Walmart not too long ago and went and looked at the Ghostbusters on, on the rack and I bought two for my, my nephew. But I, honestly, when I seen it, like, I just didn't feel the need to pull the trigger, well, you know, even though it's. Well, especially with those Kenner Ghostbusters. Uh, when I look at it, it's like, all right, to have them in, on with their original card and everything, sure, but good God, but I already already have those figures. Like I, those are the exact same molds and everything that I had when I was a kid. I still have them. Like I, I have no reason to buy them again. So the only, the, really, the only selling point with these Origins figures is, oh, okay, I can actually own a Scareglow now. And yes, they have articulation, yeah. so you can pose them a little bit better on the shelf, but that's about it, really. Like, You know what's funny, yeah. Tyler and Nathan? Is I'm looking back at when I first started doing custom, and it's just strange how the brain can work and the things that I wanted. I made characters that I wanted as a kid in vintage form, and what I'm looking at now on my screen are the vintage versions. I made a Malakta. He was one of the first characters I made. Lizard Man. I did Sky High. I did Shikodi. Evil Seed, and I did Colonel Blast. It's weird. Those are some of the first characters I made in vintage form to be carded up in. See, that's the kind of stuff, I guess, just like, you know, when Tyler was saying, if we're to see something, if I see those guys, hell yeah, that's going to be cool. It's like, oh my god, I finally got a Malakta in vintage form. I got a a Lizard Man. Uh, Just to see different characters would be great. I know they're going to shoehorn and, of course, keep giving us the same damn things we had before, but God, please, if this stuff happens, then I think a lot of people that maybe weren't as excited, it might get them a little more aboard. But but even so, like, I I can't even buy the fantasy of that, because we all know how Mattel thinks. If they can't reproduce the same mold a multitude of times within the same year, it's irrelevant to them. And that's how, not just Mattel, but a lot of companies are like, if they can't, I mean, buy into variants, 
as a big part of their of their product line. I mean, they just feel like it's it's going to be a failure because like. Hey, guys, this ain't this ain't Tyler being just to let you know. It's not him being pessimistic because what he's saying and how he's talking right now, it's kind of the mentality that we both have on the movie. That's why Tyler and I, anytime we heard somebody bring up the new Masters of the Universe movie, did you hear it's coming? We can't get excited because we, for almost 18 years, have been, look what's going to happen. Not going to happen. They keep promising, oh, no, and it doesn't happen. So, you know, when you're getting beaten down so much, just the thought of, okay, look at everything that we keep getting in figure form. And we the characters, a lot of them that I mentioned that we've never seen. I mean, some we've seen in classics form, but, yeah, pretty much we're probably going to get the it, same damn stuff we grew and, up with. And it'll take a long time and, to get anything new if it and happens. And you have the whole other factor of uh, scalpers going in and swiping them off the shelf before anyone has a chance to get them. You have a pandemic that's still running rampant in the country. So I'm like, I'm not going to go to Walmart like every single day in hopes that I can find these. No, like... Uh. The, the, the toy business, and I, I'll get on a rant about the NECA stuff. I hate what they've done. They're not sending enough stock to Walmart when they post it and have a link. It, it, like, no one can get to it. Like, it's already gone in, like, two seconds because bots or whatever have already swiped them all. They're on eBay all the time. You go to the store, someone's already beaten you to it, or employees just keep them for themselves so they can go and sell it on eBay later. Like, it just sucks collecting toys these days. Like, it, I don't, I, I don't, I don't it enjoy does. it anymore. Yeah, they got to do a little more. Fun. Yeah, and, and, and uh, Mattel, they, you're right. I think just like for Tyler, I didn't mean to cut you off, but they got to do a little more to get people like Tyler and those who are on the fence. Because for me, yes, I'm excited. I'm going to get the origin stuff. But if you're not delivering a lot of new things that can really catch people's yeah. eyes, people like Tyler, people that really love like classics, they're going to be like, you know what? I, I got this exactly. already. What the hell do yeah, I want to do? I mean, I've, I've got articulate figures already. And look. And it's just probably because I've been with this line as a fan for so long. I, I've seen a lot of great things. I've seen a lot of shitty things. I've, I've been part of the dark times when there was nothing going on, when I thought He-Man would never even come to DVD, and buying a bootleg set off the internet was the, the, the end of the line. Like the, I've got every episode. I've almost got all the vintage toys. This is about as far as it's going to go. I've, I've seen a lot, I've read a lot, I've rewatched a lot, and then I've rewatched again. Uh, I've hunted down, I've spent so much money on Masters of the Universe, I've never stopped, and I've seen a lot of exciting things. It takes a lot to impress me, people. That's my, honest to God, breaking, break kayfabe on this podcast. For people who think I'm an angry person, it just takes a lot to impress me, people. That's what it comes down to. Joe... Joe, Joe is all-encompassing, and that's his genuine but, personality. But you also have to think, too, like, with this line, it's it's appealing to Joe also because it, it's articulated molds that he can do customs for people. So, so yeah. that, like, that's a selling point for Joe. Whether, whether he thinks that they all look great or thinks they all look shitty, like, there's still that common fact that, like, he can take these and he can make money off them because people want customs of stuff. If you guys have kids and you want to like do this like tyler will probably go and buy some of these and give them to his nephew right oh so, I must definitely there we go I, like, I, yeah. so there is that stuff but tyler's just breaking it down from the base thing of like he's already got vintage he's already got classics it's going to be the same shit there's going to be like other variants probably i imagine that don't make any sense well uh, let's do the uh samurai thing again that'll work uh, so I, eh, whatever it's 
it's just yeah, yeah, it ain't it ain't me trying to be mean for the sake of the podcast or I get off on my YouTube personalities <laughs> being the snarky asshole. You know, no, I'm being as sincere as I possibly can. Like I want nothing more than to be I mean, so so pumped I've got a raging boner for the for this new line that's coming out and I can't wait. I'm I'm like a crack at it, walking up and down every toll aisle I can come to, hoping this line has finally shown up. Or I'm buying it so far in advance that I will give in to the Nazis of the eBay community, which I call scalpers, um, oh. and, and succumb to their godly, and, godly and, prices and so I, I can I did it. I, I'll go ahead and admit this. Oh, Nathan I did, did it. it. I, after I saying, I'll never I do was, it. I, I, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I wasn't happy about it, but I, I did get that uh, Raph and Casey two-pack from the the turtle movie that NECA just put out because I'm like, I'm never going to find it at Walmart. I'm, I'm pretty confident in that. So I'll just, Walmart has yeah. nothing. I can't find anything yeah, at Walmart. Ours, ours isn't either. They just got shit that nobody obviously is. They're not interested in Godzilla. They're not interested. If they hadn't got their Jason from Friday 13th part three by now, well, they're never going to get it. You know, which is what seems to be clogging up the shelves at the two Walmart. I don't know about Dublin. They probably no, ain't got they, jack they, shit they either. Even, they don't even carry anything. So it's like I have yeah. to, I have so two places, and like it's just it's never never gonna work. Now, if I find one, great, I'll get it. I'm not gonna resell it. I'll give it to Tyler or something. I'll gladly pay him for it too. But, it's just yeah. So it's I just not it's just because it, I have the other ones, and I'm like I I do need this. Like this just feels completely incomplete now without it. So, did you pay a lot more? Yeah, or was it I did. The, just a this, little increase. The, <laughs> the set, the set at retail is fifty bucks. If you go into Walmart and you find it, it's fifty dollars, which is still steep. Tell me you didn't do triple. Please close, tell me it wasn't close, triple. One twenty, sir. One hundred and twenty dollars. Wow. I'm like, I, and I wanted to throw wow. up, but it it had to. It, it needed to be done. It needed to be done. Needed to be. It done. had to. It's terrible. And if there's any scalpers who listen to this, or they don't yeah. want to refer to me to sell big middle finger to you, sir. Go to hell. Yeah, it, yeah. It, I just I, I can't stand what they do. You know, and Nathan showed me. We, we actually have a local scalper who's got a YouTube channel in our area who's loves to add brag. I don't, th- I don't think I, he he's I, he's not a scalper. He's a collector. I don't think he turns everything on eBay. But so why the hell did he buy the entire rack of GI Joe Classified with the display if he's already because, got them? Uh, but, like, what but, the hell well, do you need? You look that display was small. It's like an end cap thing. So you look. That's probably it's one case. So that's like two figures a piece. Realistically, keep one in the box, take one out. Right. So why are you defending? I'm this not. Guy? I'm just. I'm just that. That was probably his mentality going into it. I can, I can, I can open these up, put them on my shelf. But now I have this display, and I can have each one of them in the box in the display. So he's he's not a scalper, but it it still sucks because that's like, well, there's there's a set of figures someone else didn't get, and whatever you got the money, all the power to you, I guess. But to, to, well, before we wrap it up, let's see your now. cool shirt, Tyler. Let's see Tyler's huh? cool shirt. Let's see oh. your cool shirt, Tyler, before we wrap it up. Oh, yeah. It's it's the fourth version of Snake Eyes, my personal favorite. Was that it's, something uh, you ordered, or is oh, it oh, uh, yeah. the yeah, from T-Public. T- uh, it's an homage T-Public. from a, a, from a G.I. Joe 235, I think. J- Nathan, Nathan's got the issue. I actually bought it recently. Um, but it's it's absolutely beautiful artwork on the inside. It's, but it's it's a, based on Mike Bach, who's a... a a member in the He-Man community, he posted a bunch of really cool uh, He-Man, Thundercats, uh, G.I. Joe, and uh, Marvel and DC images on T Public, and I found this on there too. I'm like, oh my god! Like, you know, that's my favorite, my favorite version of Snake Eyes. Was that his design, or he was just sharing cool shit? I think he just kind of 
post it's it's pretty much the oh. exact same image. I'm sure it's modified a little bit, but he's got some. Oh, okay. Uh, if you go look up, um, I had to uh, look up Groon the Destroyer from Thundercats, and I went. I found his design of Groon on there, and I went to his actual page on T Public, and he's got this Scarlet there's a Snake Eyes and a Storm Shadow comic book cover from the Marvel series on there as well with some He Man. So he's got. Uh, you know that He-Man puzzle of He-Man finding that uh, kind of octopus beast with Merman yep. in the back. The he's got he's yep. got He-Man finding the octopus as a design in there too, which I've been meaning uh-huh. to get. Okay. Um, yeah. So th- there's some good stuff on there, but uh, but yeah, that's where and I got. Speaking it. speaking right, of T Public, make sure you click the link down below and visit Joe's store so you can buy some of his T-shirts. Which Joe, the the two the two ah, that I you, bought man. from you actually came in the mail this week finally. So, uh, God, be, man, it was a be, long be aware if you guys do order on there, but since there's the whole, you know, this little thing, you may have heard of it, this pandemic that's going around. I, I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. A little, little like underground crazy. thing. Well, what going you got, on. Nathan? Uh, I have. Well, let's see yours, Nathan. I have a sleepaway camp. Basically, the, the poster for sleepaway camp on this on this red t shirt. Sleepaway camp's a, a fun. Okay, fun, fun here's movie. my uninspiring uh, blank shirt. How about that? There. So there's my shirt. And where'd you get that? Yeah, where'd you get that blank shirt? I got that. I got the set. It's a store. It's called Savers, and they had like three for ten on just t-shirts. So this was like three dollars and thirty cents. It's a good deal. So uh, how about that? How about that? So that's that's it. So that's the end of the questions. I know we probably missed some. Apologize if we did, but this was a yeah, fun fucking episode. The episode that I, the the last one we did too, or all of, there was questions in there too. We didn't get around to answering. That I, I said I would answer, but I guess Joe had to rush me through it. So, sorry, people, I didn't get the answer because you know Joe's got to take a shit or something. No, if you can think of me, if the, you know what they were, and Nathan can read them, go ahead. Because no, no, you, the... you didn't try to wrap it up here. Now I got to backtrack because Joe's. <laughs> I actually, no, I actually forgot. I forgot about the. No, of course you did because they weren't about you, right, Joe? Bad enough. I'm struggling to get myself noticed in the human community here. You got to come over and stop all over my monkey tree. I'm terrible. Nathan, go ahead. Hit hit Tyler with uh, the questions from last week. Wait, 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 wait. Like the the comments on last week's video? I don't know. Or, or, or Which, the, or, no, no, the, the the last one, the one. Oh, that I was uh, on, uh, the, the mini. Well, a lot of them. A lot of them was just like congratulations, blah blah blah, like this. Uh, questions for next week in light of Tyler giving us a mini comment for Ninja and Clamp Champ. What would be your brief synopsis for another character from the Wave Seven series that never got one? There we go. Um, most everyone was featured in a mini comic, but obviously Clam Champ and Ninja were in one, but not prominent. I'd, I'd probably give King Randor um, his own mini comic and make him the prominent um, uh, hero of that, and have him kind of live up to his uh, um, title of being the King of Eternia. Like, make you know, like have him get separated from He Man on a on an adventure or something like that, and he gets cornered by some of the wave seven villains and maybe some of some of the others. And he's kind of got to battle his way through like a gauntlet of the evil warriors to get caught up or something, S- something where he's pretty much got to prove it on his own, why he is the King of Eternia, you know, that he a is a great you wouldn't retired expect. warrior. Yeah, that would, that'd yeah. be fun. Yeah, that that, that sure would be something. Expect. Cause I, even I, cause I love that look of King Randor in uh, in the last wave. I thought it was, pretty badass so i i would that 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 would be my go-to i'd love to elaborate on that all right no and that, that'd be cool because like i said we got to at least see him doing some action in search for keldor you know when he sh- threw the weapon right through faker so you got to yeah. see him doing some battles so it I would be see him doing, i want to like, see him do actually do sword fights and sure. use his staff and yeah just do some 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 major ass kicking that that would be awesome to do that would be cool that, i like that i like that 
All right. Um, well, uh, I guess before we wrap it up, Zentron, he hasn't done this in a long time, Tyler, and he's doing it for you. Oh, he's got a movie oh, thank quote. Thank you. Thank you. He's got a movie quote. The thing about being an, an addict is you can never tell what you're taking is 100% pure. You can never tell if what you're taking is 100% pure. I don't wait. The thing about being an addict is you can never tell if what you're taking is 100% pure. I have no clue on that, Zentron. I don't, I don't do no. drugs. So. <laughs> All right. All right. Nathan? I, I mean, no, no I'm not I, saying Nathan, you do drugs. Oh, I meant. No, I, I, okay. I just I just drink. Uh, but yeah, but Zentron said the third sleepaway camp wasn't that great. No, I beg to differ. I think it's fun for what it is. And come on, you get uh, you get Bruce Springsteen's sister as the killer. So why not? Yeah, I only watched those once, and that was, when it was Nathan great. Bought that it's awesome. Set. That was a good time. Well, it's only great if you watch with Nathan at like two o'clock in the morning, where he hasn't slept hardly at all, and I'm like on a high of like no sleep either. Everything's funny then, but. Uh, I can only watch it if Nathan's probably intoxicated now, because if, if if he can't like make fun of this, like, Joe cocks his head like an inquisitive, you know, dog or puppy or something like that when he did that. <laughs> what was that about? Were you like, were you, like wicked the Ewok? Oh, well, you know, just... well, Zentron said I'm wearing the shirt, so I guess it's from Sleepaway Camp. I yeah, I don't remember like I don't remember quotes from Sleepaway Camp. I just remember the end. I remember that one dude like giving the middle finger really funny and walking away. Yeah, me and I used to laugh about that a lot. And, Shit, I, I remember, I ain't afraid to admit it, but we finally saw the ending of Sleepaway Camp because we had no yeah. idea the ending was that like that. That creeped me out. That creeped yeah. me out. I was out. afraid to go downstairs to get a, a drink of water. Like, I was like, holy shit, I'm going to see some naked dude dressed up like a woman. That like, face down there, man. No way. It scared the shit out of me because, I, I mean, as shit. a kid, and especially with VHS quality, I thought it was like a furry creature woman thing. I didn't know what was going on. But that, that, you're Spoil- right. That spoilers if you haven't watched the, uh, the movie from like well, I'm almost sorry. 40 if you, years if you're, ago. You're watching Fans of Power and we spoil Sleepaway Camp for you. Like, that ain't, my, that ain't yeah. our fault, man. So. Good movie, though. Good yeah. movie. You got to yeah, watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's but, uh, funny as hell. All yeah. right. And, well, Zentron said it was Sleepaway Camp 3, so there's the quote. So. Huh. All right. Well, no, I did sleepaway camp. I have to tip my hat to you, sir. You got yeah, me. It's been a lot. It's been I a just long didn't time like two and I, three. Yeah. It's been a while since I've watched three. Yeah, I, I, I didn't I, like I the others. I've seen that movie. Well, I wouldn't be able unless I, I don't think I'd been able to get a quote from that, the first sleepaway camp. I haven't watched it that many yeah. times, but yeah. yeah. The only ones, the one that I can vaguely remember. The others, I don't. I didn't like the others. But yeah, when it came to quotes from part one, I probably wouldn't know that as well. Another but... another <laughs> shitty right, well... trilogy I want to recommend real quick, the the uh, Slumber Party Massacre movies. Go check those out. Though. Oh, uh, that, yeah. that's a good... The, second, <laughs> the long... second one's weird. The third one's awesome. The first one's great. But the second one's just... been a long time. Shit. Right. Go ahead, Joe. You know, we'll, we'll wrap it up. He's been All trying right, to guys, do it 15 what... times already. No, no, I haven't, but yes, I have. All right, well, I want to thank everybody that was here in the chat room. Hope you enjoyed this episode. For anybody that's new new to the channel, make sure you like, subscribe, share, and ring that bell so you can always be notified when we go live. And until next time, have a powerful day. I can go to your mama's and start a small fire in her panties. Oh, uh, uh, uh it's Gary Busey. <laughs> Shit, uh, 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 <laughs> black sheep? No, no, oh, wait. Under siege. <laughs> Damn. Wait, wait, DC Cap? Really? DC Cap? No. Are you sure? I don't know. Yeah, he says that's a stigma cigar. Oh, what? No, uh, what was it that he... Because he was, he was in Black Sheep, too, right? He said something, like, kind of... I said That's what I'm saying. It's Black Sheep where he said, I can go to your mama and start a small fire in her panties. That, that's what I said. Oh, when he was in his little trailer? The, the, was that, that wait, one part? Wait, I, I, I said Black Sheep. 
Oh, I didn't hear you say because Joe was Joe was talking about under siege. No, yeah, I no. I, rewind the tape. I said I said black sheep when I was sitting there. Like, he did. Okay, I okay. I get, I, Nathan got, got it right. Point. It is black sheep. Yeah, Nathan got the point just, there. Yeah, I probably cut you off with the delay. Thanks, but, Joe. Uh, yeah, I didn't fucking know. All right, sorry about that. See you guys. I, I wish he, I wish that was Gary Beach's line to, to to Casey Ryback and under seats though when they're mouthing off in the kitchen. Like that that would be you awesome. Go, you should, I don't see if Seagal going to fight that with the keto, you know. Mm-hmm. Just go back. Oh, that, that, I'm sorry, you got to admit if he would have said that to Casey Ryback, I'm sorry, Steven Seagal's like, God, me busy. I, I got nothing, man. You know. And then he starts he flapping his hands around and running all weird. And, he did. He, uh, yeah, yeah, he, he could, could not weird. run at all. No. <laughs> anyway. <laughs>